Well, here we go, 608, it's Friday, it's uh, November 22nd, date your checks to the show accordingly, and it's show number 1492, 1492. Uh, and, uh, hi, Bridget Gander will be on later. <clears throat> My friend Jake Johansson, one of the funniest guys in America. No, the planet. No, the universe. Uh, he will be in later on his uh, well and hangout. Dean's on for, what are we getting, Dean, for one segment today? Because all that fancy folder all they're doing over at TV today? I didn't hear anything about a schedule change. Oh, so he'll be on for both action-packed segments after 8 o'clock. Um, and uh, Amazon's Black Friday stuff starts today. Are the robots coming in? Oh, we're not going to get robots, but we get a description of a hotel with full functioning robots uh, in town as well. But let's get it kicked off right now with the top six and six. Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the top six and six. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables <laughs> will be talking about today. <laughs> Item number one, the 106th Christmas tree lighting ceremony for the city of Chicago takes place today at 6 o'clock in Millennium Park. Tree was donated by Gene Nelson and his family. The 55-foot blue spruce from Elgin was selected for more than 40 tree submissions received by the Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. There'll be music. There'll be Mayor Lori Lightfoot. There'll be Santa Claus. And as always, more will show up, is what you see in press releases all the time. And there'll be more. That means they don't really know what the more is from the time they write this. But there will be more. More is scheduled to appear. They're trying to book more. The problem, of course, with the tree lighting uh, ceremony in the city, it's just like everybody else. you got some people who work for the city who are going, where the hell do we put the lights? Uh, are they in a box somewhere? Uh, then you got to go downstairs. you got to get the boxes out. And the real thing, they take about 55-foot tree. You know how long it takes to untangle the lights from last year? Forever. Forever, G. You need to invest in the blanket lights, the ones that are already mm. just, you don't have to untangle them. Mm. You just throw them up there. It's mm. like a net of, uh, of lights. I always felt it looked like a net. No? You don't see that? Mm. Mm. You gotta, you know, tuck it in in the limbs. It's true about life, too, isn't it? <laughs> Next! <laughs> Lawsuit brought by 17 workers at Chicago area McDonald's restaurants alleges the fast food giant failed to protect them from violent incidents that took place daily at work. What? I, I don't understand how this is possible. The suit filed yesterday in state court in Cook County accuses Chicago-based McDonald's of negligence for making decisions to compromise worker safety, including requiring employees to work overnight hours and recent store redesigns that have reduced barriers between employees and customers. So daily at McDonald's in the city, people were getting roughed up? Is that what I'm, is that what I'm saying? That appears to be what I'm saying. I, I don't know. I did tell you at one point... I, Several years ago now, but I was in line for the drive-thru to pick up my morning Diet Coke at the Rock and Roll McDonald's. And uh, in the car in front of me, uh, some gangbangers got into a fist fight in the car. Inside the car they were in with each other. 
One guy got out, went to the back, opened a trunk, took out a shotgun. I then tried to casually back out of the drive-thru lane, which had concrete barriers on either side. Hmm. It's all bad. But this is all bad. This is all bad. If this is true, it should be a lawsuit. I don't get it. Apparently, the suit points to high rates of 911 calls from Chicago McDonald's restaurants with more than 20 calls a day. That's amazing. Next. Chicago Police Board officially began its nationwide search for the city's next top cop. Uh, Superintendent Eddie Johnson, of course, stepped aside. We need a new police superintendent. If that's you, please get your resume in immediately. Next. Dave told you the White Sox signed uh, catcher Yasmani Grandal to a four-year, $73 million deal. Most money the White Sox have ever paid for a player. Do you like this deal, Dave? Yeah, I don't see anything you wouldn't like about this deal. I mean, I think you're getting an all-star catcher who... Yeah, I think will be another addition. I mean, it gives you really a nice punch as far as your catchers go with James McCann. And you got the former first rounder Zach Collins coming up, but here's a, a veteran, steady hand. We're catcher deep the now. Plate, and he's and he's got power too. Is another back in this lineup. Super know? Joe, you're the White Sox guy. You like this? I'm Good. pumped. Yep. Do you and Dave agree on with this. Steve? For I'm, sure. Is it worth seventy three million dollars? Somebody turn your microphone off. Uh, is it worth $73 million? Yeah. I, I, well, that's that's just the market now. I mean, wow, it's, that's to go amazing. out and sign a top free agent, you're going to have to pay, and I think everybody's kind of If you had paid more that. attention to baseball as a kid in North Carolina, you could be making $72 million yes, right you now. Could. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Next! ABC has renewed its full summer game show slate, so if you're wondering what's going to be exciting next summer, the Pyramid Match Game and Family Feud are all coming back. Aren't you excited? You know you are. I love Pyramid. And next, uh, Jeff Bezos, Day One Fund. Again, just because you have it doesn't mean you have to give it away. On the day that Amazon's Black Friday deals are being released, and Bezos is going to make a whole bunch more money, he's giving $100 million away to 32 groups specifically helping the homeless. That's not all the charitable work that Bezos does, but that's some of it. That's $100 million. And uh, it's not going to cure homelessness, but it sure could make a dent. And that's your top six. That's it! That's all today for the top six at six. No more! Uh, Lou Manfredini and Lou's first call coming up. What's troubling you? How's your house? 312-981-7200. First caller always wins. Not just by asking Lou a question. We'll throw some prizes at you as well. It's time to learn it all. Here on Lou's First Call. Lou's First Call is sponsored by Gilkey Windows, Chicago's only family-owned direct-to-consumer window manufacturer. Good morning, Lou. Hi, sir. How are you today? I'm well. Well, that's great. I have a problem I'd like to ask you about right away. Tell me. The uh, water pressure in the double vanity in the master bedroom is uh, has gotten worse. And on my side of the vanity, as opposed to Tyra's, um, the water pressure is going down to this. It's, it seems to be getting to the, It's not a trickle, but it's getting thinner and thinner. So is that uh, poltergeist? Is that ghost in the well, machine? It could, it could be as simple as removing the aerator on the faucet. I've done that. And when you do that, does the water pressure, is it any better? Uh, the water pressure when the aerator's off seems okay. I've replaced the aerator. Yes, I've replaced the aerator. Wow! Please make a note of it. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still not. It's it's still not what I think it should be. Okay. And um, 
you know, one of the things that can happen is because you, you've had some work done recently on your home, right? That bathroom, that entire bathroom was redone two years ago. No, oh, okay. Well, there could be some loose sediment in oh, a I line. Hate sediment. And what I would do is underneath the sink, underneath the I sink. would turn the water stops, you know, the hot and the cold yep. water stops. I'd articulate them so I'd turn them all the way off, turn them all the way back on, turn them all the way back off, and then. Try that a couple times with both faucet um, valves open to try and flush the system out. You may be able to do it then. If that is not uh, doesn't make things better, then it might be that you have to take the valves apart and clean them out inside ah, the faucet. Now we're getting into plumbing territory. Now we're over your pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a YouTube video is? It took me just to learn the aerator thing? Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> Uh, let's get over here to Gary in Mount Prospect. Gary, say hi to Lou. Hello, Lou. Morning. What's your question? question? Yeah, go ahead. Very simple. I bought a new uh, air conditioner you know, last summer, and do I cover it this winter? Is there any advantage to covering it, or do you just leave it uncovered? Um, so if it's not, in other words, if it does not operate at all as a heat pump in the wintertime, it's okay to cover just the top or the top, in my opinion, the top like couple feet what i try and avoid giving advice people is when you get these covers that you can buy that'll cover the entire unit all the way down to the ground it becomes a safe haven for rodents and all of a sudden they're like hey it's freezing outside i'm going to go inside this you know wind block inside here and like oh look at these wires i'm going to chew on those and so if you buy one of those covers my advice is make sure that the covers are at least a foot or so off the ground, so it's not protected down low. And really, all you're trying to protect with this is the fan blades. If we get a heavy snow or ice buildup that could, you know, damage the fan on the top, just covering the top of it, in my opinion, is the benefit. You have a follow up, Gary? Uh, no, that's all I got. That's uh, good advice. All right, thank, thank you. you. Don't go hang, don't hang up. We have prizes. Super <laughs> Joe, what are the prizes for Gary? What does he get? What does he get for being on? Does he get Yasmani Grandel's money? Ooh. He does not. No. Ooh. Ooh. Tough break. What do we give him? So we're going to give him uh, Lou Malnati's uh, pizza? Why don't sure. we do that? Yeah. All right. Lou Malnati's pizza. There you go. Enjoy that pizza. It's Friday night. Why not have a pizza? Yeah. Any whiny staff questions before we continue? Dave, you look like you might have one. Oh, I'm trying to. I mean, I have so many. I'm trying to. <laughs> We're going to have to limit you to one, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying Lou's to. Lou's very of, busy. Of where very to begin. Busy. The, the humidifier on my furnace, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's got a, a dial on it which sets a temperature range where it, and it's like from For optimal humidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, now we've been going from 50 degrees to 20 degrees. This is a to, tough time to yeah, set. Yeah, I, I don't know where to set it. Or yeah, do I, I have would, to just keep setting it every day? Well, and the, the problem, too, Dave, is when you're using a whole house humidifier, it takes a good 24 hours for the home to reach that, uh, you know, the desired, uh, you know, level of humidity in the home. And so this is a tough year because we're in transition. I would probably just set it at uh, whatever the temperature, to, uh, like typically around 32, 35 degrees mm-hmm. or so. Just let that run. 
I am also a big fan of people buying a separate humidistat for about 10 bucks that you can put in like the living room. And that way, because that what that sensor is doing is it's sensing the humidity level as it flows through your uh, system. Is, is this one on the furnace or is it on the wall? It's, it's on the side of the furnace. Okay, so that's where it's sensing the humidity that's flowing through the system. That isn't necessarily the humidity you feel in the kitchen or the dining room. Right, I don't live in the basement. Correct. So, well, well not this weekend. <laughs> it all Sometimes, how, but that's a different what, story. What things you say to Mrs. Ennett. Yes. Um, but uh, this separate unit you buy at the hardware store, put it in the living room, leave it there for 24 hours, and then pay attention to what that says. If right now it's at, you know, 40% humidity, which it probably is, you're good. That you want to bring down. When we start lowering temperatures outside, we want to maintain around 25 to 30%. Anything more than 30%, we start getting moisture on the on the glass. Gotcha. Uh, G, you have a question for Lou? I sure do. Uh, my apartment seems extra dusty and it's not just because i haven't been cleaning it mm. <laughs> regularly that would have been my first tip. i know i know lou swiffer <laughs> i want to know if you can recommend an air filtration um system one of those stand by itself ones um, you know so there's a bunch of these whole house air purifiers that are out there. What you're looking for is HEPA filtration. And with HEPA filtration, I don't really I really don't care whose you buy. Uh, 3M makes one. There's a, a company called Wemo, W-E-M-O-E, I believe it is. And, um, you know, they have all these sensors and they say, oh, when it's cleaning, it's blue. I just want a filter, a HEPA filtration filter and a fan to be able to take in the air at the bottom, filter the air and blow it out of the top, typically. And the key with these things, G, is you have to let them run 24-7. Let them run, G. It's not, it's not, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to be gone. I'm, j- I'm going to turn it off. Well, if it's not filtering the air 24-7, it's not doing you any good it's not like you turn it on you know it's not like an exhaust fan in a bathroom okay got it all right less than a minute here if i go into an ace hardware this weekend maybe yours maybe somebody Mm -hmm. else's what's the coolest thing in the store well i mean for the time of year uh what we we have right now and it's so affordable for 60 bucks you can buy a setup to do a deep fried turkey oh and i have to without blowing up your house Without blowing up your house. Now, this all you need is a propane tank because they run off propane. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, we have a huge get together for Thanksgiving. We'll be uh, at our house. We'll have fifty five people. Good lord! And uh, and And that doesn't even include me crashing the party. No, and if but we wouldn't even know if you came because there's so many people. But we do five birds. And a couple of them are deep fried birds. And I started doing that a few years ago. And uh, it's the easiest thing to do if you follow the instructions. And I promise you, it'll be the first bird to go. So, meaning everybody will want it. Everybody will want it. You you can do up to a 15-pound bird, and you can cook it in 45 minutes. You put it outside, safely away from the home, bring a fire extinguisher. I do this every year. Um, I do that when I make macaroni and cheese for Abigail. It's the one time a year that I smoke a cigar. It's a whole event. (laughs) (laughs) The man's man. Lou Manfredini, you're on TV soon. We'll see you there. Love you. Love you back. There you go. That's Lou, and you know who you are. It's X27. Uh, Lou's first call is sponsored by Gilkey Windows. Independently verified to be one of the country's most energy-efficient windows. 639, I know a good chunk of you will uh, not be working next week. There's a lot of people take the whole Thanksgiving week off, I understand. Um, Of course, the hardworking crew here will be here through Wednesday, with the exception of Dave. 
who uh, will be off uh, for the majority of the week. I won't be off. I will be working, Steve. I just won't be working here. Oh, I see. I'll I'll be off, too. I don't know if I I guess I forgot to tell you. Hey, let's talk about you for a second. Uh, A good volume of texts in the last couple of days because uh, the company that bought this place, Next Our Media, is uh, changing some things. And they have a right to do that. They bought the place. Um, But with respect to the listeners who are wondering and asking and and, and, uh, upset, uh, Steve is uh, no longer to be doing the opening bell. Uh, you'll be on with me doing the news, though, as this show moves to 5 a.m. Yes, I'll still be here. All right, so we can have some of your business friends on, can't we? Uh, absolutely, and they would love to come on. Okay, um, good. So we'll we'll, we'll do, still be doing some of your money stuff. I told you this off the air. Let me just say it on the air. I thought what you did with the opening bell over the past, how many years has it been? Four. Four years. Uh, I thought it was impressive, very impressive, and uh, I thought you did a tremendous job. Well, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Very proud of uh, the broadcast we put together. Of course, I didn't do it by myself. Uh, Bennett Wakenight, who was the executive producer of the show, uh, mentioned this on the show this morning, just had a wonderful knack for uh, pulling the guests in and newsmakers in. And, of course, you know, Mary Sandberg uh, Boyle was the uh, initial producer of the show, so she laid the foundation for it all. So a lot of hands went into it, and we're all very proud of what we did. And thank you for that. And we look forward to you continuing uh, your very early morning efforts on this program. Looking forward to it. What's it what, what will the crankometer be at? Will you be crankier or less crankier? <laughs> well, I've been practicing the crankometer this week, so I'll probably just get you know get up a half an hour earlier, and okay. you know. So I'm sure I'll be my normal cranky self. All right. So six to ten, Cochrane Show goes to five to nine. Jisoo Ki is moving. Well, not literally moving. It's not like you're packing up, but you'll be doing the uh, the noon business lunch. I will be doing it. Starting this, by the way, all this starts on what? December 2nd? Is that yeah, the Monday? Except I'm going to be, I'm on vacation the very first week of December, which I had planned for. And uh, so you'll debut the following week. Yes, Got I it. will. And I will miss you. I will miss all of you very yeah, much. Uh, listen, I, I told uh, you this. Amongst all the people who aw. have traipsed through these doors, you've been more fun than all of them. Oh, thanks. Don't you think, Dave? Wow. I, I think. Certainly, without a question. <laughs> Boy, that was a strong this. commitment from Dave, wasn't it? Well, you know, he wants to be fair. He doesn't want to pick favorites. So as I said yesterday, later in the show, um, uh, I, I have uh, uh, you know mixed emotions. I'm, I'm happy for you because you're getting your own thing. Um, but we'll miss having you on the show. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm sad to go. And, of course, um, Steve Bertrand has done a fabulous job with the... And Bertrand's going to be in the newsroom. Some people he think he's leaving right. the station. He's not. So he will still be on during the hour, and I'm excited to flex different muscles and showcase that uh, I have... Uh... Where are your business muscles? Do you even know? <laughs> I've got to find them, okay. Steve. Okay. No, they're there. They're in there. You well, you're going to do a great job. Ah, uh, thank you. And the most it. important question I asked you yesterday was, does this mean all of the goodies, the snacks that she brought in for her food segment are going away, and the answer was yes, and it's very disappointing. I have a feeling somehow she'll incorporate food and restaurant business into the noon business lunch. Yes, but we won't be here to eat the snacks. You may stay. If I know you, Steve Grzanich, you may hang around on certain days. I just think we've got to plan, you know... Outings together now, so that we can, yeah, yes, all of us <laughs> field trips. Please. Starting on the uh, second from nine to noon, John Williams uh, moves to uh, nine to noon. As I said, you'll be on noon to one. Uh, we love John. Nobody's more GN than John. Uh, and then from one to three, Anna Devlantis leaving the Rocan show. Uh, you know, you read about their horrible fight in the National Enquirer. <laughs> they uh, were not fighting. Anna Devlantis gets her own thing. She'll do one to three. And then Rose on 3 to 7, and Justin's on at night when there's not sports. Uh, You'll notice I didn't mention Bill and Wendy. Bill and Wendy are no longer with the station. Not because they were bad. 
Just they were because, amazing. Uh, they did a great job. And, but things change. And again, the people that bought the place have a right to do whatever they want to with the place, and they've decided to go in a different direction. Uh, but uh, I've uh, talked to and texted with Bill and Wendy in the past couple of days, and they love you guys, and they want you to know that, and they really appreciate the support. So that's the fall schedule change as we know it, starting on the 2nd, with the exception of the noon uh, business lunch, which will start on the 9th. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So and uh, you're amazing. I've learned so much from you. So Well, you're very sweet to say that. Thank yeah. you. But um, um, I don't know why you can't do both shows. <laughs> <laughs> I can be here for 12 hours. It's no problem. Uh, Black Friday deals uh, are not a week away. They're on now. Right now, Dave. Right now. Right now? Rush to your Amazon device. Here's a couple of Amazon Black Friday deals you can get uh, starting today. Uh, an Amazon uh, deal on a new Kindle Paperwhite. You know the Kindles where you do all your digital mm-hmm. reading? I, take, uh, I travel with it. Love it. Do you have a Paperwhite? Because mm-hmm. that makes the, the, the letters just pop. They do. They do. Uh, it costs 130 bucks. Normally, it's eighty four ninety nine. A Ring Video Doorbell Pro with an Echo Show 5. So they throw in the Echo Show. The Echo Show is like a, an adult baby monitor. It's like a video thing where you can actually uh, talk to the people you're, you, you know, combine FaceTime with an Echo, right? Isn't that a good description yeah. of it? That's yep. a great one. I've yeah. told you, I have that on my nightstand. That's my alarm clock. The Echo Show? Well, I think that's the way. It's the round thing, right? It's yeah, the, the brown Echo. thing? That'd be your Alexa Echo? Mm-hmm. What'd you name it, Alexa or Echo? Echo, because... My wife's got an Alexa on her nightstand. <laughs> oh, because you so want both to go? We didn't want got it. to confuse them. I named mine Bob. You Doesn't can. work. <laughs> anyway, 189 bucks. That package normally would be three twenty eight ninety nine. A Blink XT2 outdoor indoor smart security uh, camera. That's normally two hundred fifty bucks. One hundred eighty four ninety nine. And uh, I think you get two cameras for that. It's your indoor outdoor situation. I think I'm not positive. Now, are these deals where there's a limited qual- you know, quantity? So you what have you to- Costco? You buying a whole store? No, I'm just saying. Sometimes you hear about these deals, and then you know they have five of them. I don't know. There is that bait and switch thing that happens on Black and Friday. Black and Friday. <laughs> have some black and chicken on Black it's and like Friday. Black and a catfish. Uh, an Echo Dot, third generation of the Echo Dot. That's a little squat mini Echo. Uh, normally sixty bucks, twenty two bucks, twenty two dollars on the twenty second. Every single human being wants to have a personal assistant. Yeah, sure, of course. Why wouldn't you do this? Do that? Tell me this? Tell me that? Chipotle announced yesterday that they will give away um, uh, Amazon Alexa devices if your name is Alexa. Chipotle. Yeah, and, and you order using the Alexa. There's a new a way you can tie the app into Alexa. And from your house, you can go, Alexa, I'm hungry. I want Chipotle. And I'll go to your normal list of regular orders. And then you can just go pick it up. Wow. (laughs) How could any of this go wrong? (laughs) That sounds really complicated. It's not so much. Uh, Black Friday price for the Fire TV Stick and Echo Dot Bundle, which is normally $90.69.98. So there's a bunch of just digital deals there. If you want to learn a new language because you're going into hiding, Rosetta Stone, half price. That's a Black Friday deal. It's uh, going on now. Pick your language, and it's half price. But you're probably saying, Steve, isn't the Mister Rogers movie opening this weekend? And I'm saying yes. And then they're saying, I'm saying, well, what does that have to do with today? I have Mister Rogers stuff you can get that are Black Friday. Well, they're not necessarily Black Friday sales prices, but it's pretty cool stuff. How about Mister Rogers bath soap for six bucks? 
What kind of soap is Mr. Rogers' bath soap? I assume it's a bar with his face on it, so you can take a bath <laughs> oh, with Mr. No. Rogers. I don't want to take a bath with Mr. Rogers. You don't know that. Maybe you do. <laughs> Be open-minded. Uh, Mr. Rogers' magnet set. Uh, with magnets that say, I like you just the way you are. Let's make the most of this beautiful day. You don't have to be anything more than who you are right now. These are magnets that you can put on your refrigerator, I suppose. I'm really into that. How about a King Friday oven mitt? <laughs> Wait, you were telling me a fun fact about King Friday the other day. Was I? You were. You were telling me why he was created. Do you remember what King Friday's fun fact was? <laughs> was it something to do with Friday the 13th? Oh, that's right. That's right. Very good. King Friday was invented because Mr. Rogers, who had an incredible amount of insight into what kids thought about, what they're afraid of, and what they needed to have understanding about, uh, King Friday uh, was uh, brought about to explain Friday the 13th and why it shouldn't be scary. Very good. Nice work by you. You're going to need to be calling. I to you. You need to be calling in for that noon show of yours. How about a Mr. Rogers sticky notes booklet? Think about post-it notes. Everyone has Mr. Rogers' face on them. Oh, no, that's that's a definite winner. It's eight bucks. Here's the problem. Eventually, you're going to throw that paper out. How do you throw out Mr. Rogers' face? That's going to be difficult. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, a Mr. Rogers' Funko. What's a, the Funko? It's that guy. Oh. I, how would you describe that? Oh. Um, it's a giant, big-headed toy they're thing. They're those collectible... Giant uh, head toys. Yeah. Yeah, the Funkos. Yeah. I just forgot that that's what they were called. I didn't. I, honestly, I, I'd seen these. I didn't know what they were called either. Why don't I have a Funko? I mean, if the thing's about a giant head, shouldn't I have one? <laughs> you would be a perfect Funko. Uh, Mr. Rogers pins for $16. Uh, you can get those. Uh, Mr. Rogers magnetic dress-up playset. Dave, this would be great for you. Great fun for you. Uh, All the traveling you do, the downtime in between yeah. games. Fifteen dollars. You, you you remember like color forms? Sure. They so, they uh, kind of you peel them off the strip and yeah, kind of that vibe. They don't really, they're not really adhesive. They just kind of they they kind of hang. It's just a descriptive, Dave. Don't get too caught up in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to visualize being in a hotel room with this. I'm trying to visualize the police coming in and seeing you playing with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Mr. Rogers' socks. These are uh, high-quality socks with Mr. Rogers and King Friday's face on them, or Mr. Rogers and other characters' faces uh, on them as well. I think socks are always a great gift. Stocking stuffer, especially those, the novelty ones. The socks have a reinforced heel and toe and are Ooh. safe to machine wash. You can buy the same socks in women's sizes, 14 bucks. That is the most important thing, the reinforced toe. I was in a band called Reinforced. <laughs> no, it really was. Uh, Fitz coming up. Uh, Bridget Gaynor will be in studio with us. We'll find out what Bridget does for Thanksgiving. I'm sure she has a warm, family-oriented Thanksgiving uh, routine. Like, uh, sit down. Right now, here comes a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> She's organized. She's very organized. She's not controlling. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't see her saying that. I just don't see anybody saying no to Bridget Gaynor. So I think the turkey probably says yes as well. Would you like me in the oven? <laughs> it's not a problem. I'll be in the oven. Uh, don't be upset. She has influence. Uh, yes, she does. Also coming up on the program, Dan Hampton talking about them bears. The bears and the giants this weekend. Have we named this game, Dave? Is this like the Who Cares Bowl? What is this? No, I, I don't think it requires a special name. Hmm. 
just because you have two teams that are look. Poor Dave. Even though the even though the Bears have struggled, the Giants are a lot worse. Yeah. So which, which it's means, the worst. It's the means, worst poll. Right, right, right. There you go. <laughs> it's a fight to suck less. Uh, where's this game? Is this home? Or is it's this home. Fire? Yes. Okay. Soldier Field. <laughs> I should swing by. Probably. I guess you're not going. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have tickets. I should probably <laughs> swing do? by. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, and the Hawks lose again last night. Annoying after that hot streak of four. They've lost two in a row now. Because guess what? We're going to turn that around. Get it right back. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You got the next two against those red hot Dallas Stars. Doesn't matter. Have faith, Dave. Oh, I, I didn't say I didn't have faith. <laughs> no, not in the Bears, in the Blackhawks. I, I do have Poor faith. Poor Dave. I'll say that again. Thanks, G. <laughs> hey, comedian Jake Johansson coming up as well. Let's get to the newsroom and see the standing by. We'll get Coach Fitz on here in just a second. Uh, first at uh, 709, let me say hello to my friend Bridget Gainer. Good morning to you. Good morning. What's going on? Uh, it's Friday. We're very thrilled. <laughs> I can tell. Um, I was just talking about Thanksgiving. I assume you have big plans? Uh, I host Thanksgiving every year. How many so, will be invading? Actually, so every other year my sisters have to go to their in-laws. Okay. So this year it's just my family and my brother. And he's working till 6, so we'll eat later. Uh, and my mom. So. so a small group. It is. You know, bittersweet. I was trying to convince my mom to go somewhere mm. else because, you know, it's the first year. Yeah. We haven't had my dad. So, but I think last year we were all, all my sisters were in town. Mm. So we got to have that together. So, yeah, you know. It's weird, happen. right? When the kids, super when, weird. When your kids get older and your parents pass and then, yeah. you know, the whole the whole configuration changes. So It does. It does. But, and um, the side dishes as well. Well, and now Lily's a vegetarian. Oh, so really? I'm trying to figure out that combo. Oh, you do, do a tofurkey? You know what? Drop her off at Dave's house. Yeah, uh, sure. Co- Coach Fitz. Okay. <laughs> He's close. Coach Fitz joins us. Good morning, Coach. <clears throat> oh, I'm glad you can make it this morning. How are you? I'm doing just fine, Coach. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> that's, that's, that's sometimes, great. Sometimes. Well, I am just so thankful here on Thanksgiving week that you could find a way to make it in on a Friday morning. Sometimes Thanks, Coach coaches me. Hey, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, well, we have practice in the morning, and then uh, coaches open their houses up to any guys that uh, you know may need uh, somewhere to go for Thanksgiving dinner. And traditionally, uh, all of our Chicago guys bring their teammates home. So it's been a couple of years since Stacy and I have hosted, but then uh, we have the whole family here, side and my side here. Uh, almost uh, all of our siblings um, uh, are on the south side, and uh, you know my one sister lives on the northwest side. And, one of Stacy's brothers lives out in Colorado, so most of the family's here, and uh, we have a great meal and have a lot of fun. Do you cook or carve? Uh, I, I'm part of the carving crew. Uh, it's <laughs> myself and my dad. Um, oh, that's nice. You know, yeah, yeah. No, Stacy's a rock star. Now she'll, I'll wake up and I'll, I'll watch out for the Bumpus's dogs and everything. Even though it's not Christmas, I'll still be watching out for the dogs and. <laughs> If you don't know the reference to Christmas story, you you, you, I got you it. got some serious. I got it. You got, I got bigger, it. you got bigger issues than sitting out on Fridays. <laughs> wow! 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 He came loaded rough, this morning. It's, well, hey, listen, we want a game. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> All right. So uh, you did win a game last week against UMass. You got Minnesota tomorrow. You're not winning the Big Ten West this year, but you have a, a chance to have a say in who does win it tomorrow against yeah. Minnesota. You come out with your injury report. Last night, your starting quarterback, the last six games, Aiden Smith, listed as doubtful. Is that something new? And and uh, does Andrew Marty get his first start at quarterback for you? 
Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's been uh, it's been a tough tough year for that position, and uh, injury has been a big part of it. And uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll see uh, kind of how the next uh, 40, 36 hours, 48, 48 hours progress. Um, so, yeah, something relatively new that uh, came up last week, and you know, we'll just work through it and see how things go. Um, and uh, Minnesota's had a tremendous year, but they had a big bump in the road last week and you've been very firm about listen this is this is an anomaly we're going to be back and we're going to be back fast and i think fans love to hear that yeah well it's the truth and you know you know credit to minnesota i mean they've they've basically taken our script uh, that we've had over our time and pj's done a nice job without a doubt but uh, they've taken care of the ball uh they've controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball they've taken the ball away and and they found a way to win close games you know their first three games one was double overtime um, the other ones were one-score possessions and big win a couple of weeks ago against Penn State in a hard-fought battle. And then, you know, Kinnick's a tough place to play, especially at night. And, and uh, the Hawkeyes played maybe their best game of the year last week. So they've got some quarterback issues, too. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to come down again. It's, it has been the whole year for us taking uh, and winning the turnover ratio. I mean, if we can do that, we give ourselves an opportunity to win. And then we've got to make plays in the fourth quarter if we get it to, to that point by taking care of the ball. Senior day always uh, a special day for you. Yeah, it's an it's an emotional day. You know, it's it'll be extra, I mean, a little bit extra emotional, quite frankly, Dave. You know, from the standpoint that uh, you know I'm used to having you know at least uh, a handful more games here, and then another month with the seniors uh, getting ready for bowl practice and in our bowl games. So, you know, not to have that uh, is is really disappointing. But uh, we'll have a great celebration here at the house on Saturday night. Uh, we, we throw a tailgate party for the senior families and their guests uh, uh, to really just say thank you uh, for all that they've done, and, and uh, obviously to the guys, but more importantly to their families. And uh, we'll honor 20 great guys, our great pump, our, our great cheerleading crew, our, our band, our equipment managers, our video crew, our student athletic trainers. Uh, it's not just our guys; it's it's the whole program, and we've got a bunch of seniors in in every area, and we're just really thankful for their sacrifice and dedication, and uh, hopefully go out uh, as winners for the last time in Rhinefield. Coach, I'm thankful for the access and for all you do, and uh, for being on the show. So happy Thanksgiving, friend. You too, buddy. And I I'm so thankful for all of you, and uh, great uh, great to be partners and part of the uh, the WGN family. So thanks so much, and all of our great Wildcat fans. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks a lot. Go Cats. There you go. You wouldn't miss it. Go Cats. Nope. Not going to happen. Uh, we'll come back more with Bridget in a second. We've got some folks talking adoption, which, of course, is close to my heart. And uh, in addition to that, Dan Hepton will come on and explain to us why we should absolutely be interested in the Bears and the Giants. I'm interested. Yeah, I am, too. I, I admit it. I am. Bridget Gaynor's here. How are things at the Cook County Board? They're great. We passed the budget yesterday. Uh, you know, no new taxes. So that makes things pretty calm. How are you able to pay for things without taxes? Don't you know you're in Chicago? <laughs> You know, uh, there's been, you know, holding the line on things, cutting unfilled positions and pretty much tightening the belt across the board. You know, one thing that's looming out there is the Cook County Hospital, because over the last couple of years, it's been really volatile with health care reform and the Obamacare or whatever, whatever we're calling it now. And people have a harder time getting on and they have an easier time kind of getting kicked off. And so... If people don't have health insurance, they still come to the hospital. So that's that's an issue we'll have to face next year. But What's now, good news? Good. 
<laughs> no, it is. It's good news. I oh, mean, you know, in a world of bad yeah. politics news, that's good news. It is very good news. No, we're we're doing well. And then I leave uh, after this, and we go to our uh, the closing of the 500th home rehab of the land bank. That's great. And Darcel Rocket wrote a really nice story in the Tribune that I think is going to run this weekend. And it was great. It was about all the, the young, you know, entrepreneurs that on the south and west sides that are doing these buildings, and it's going great. Well, that's the cool thing about it, because you give opportunity to young entrepreneurs and yep. ability for them to get into the business with the passion they love, and also you benefit the community. Exactly. You're building a market, so. and it's not taxpayer-subsidized. It's market-subsidized, so it's good. You may have noticed Mary Vandeveld's off today. Uh, let's bug her and, <laughs> and make her get up and put her on the show. Good morning, Mary. Hey, good morning. I slept till 6 o'clock. <laughs> Normally, what time do you get up? Uh, 3.33. Oh, my 3. Lord. 3.33. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's 3.30. 3.33. 30. <laughs> oh. Yeah, actually, since my clock changed, it might be 3.37. Not sure, but it's still early. Anyway, you but know... I'm, I'm like... Or, it's early or late, depending on your orientation. Three, yeah, exactly. 3.33. That's <laughs> right. when I used to go to bed. Uh, all right, so here's the thing. You know I'm adopted. You have a special place in your heart for adoption as well. Who are we going to talk to here? Your friend. Yes, or I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Um, yes, this is my cousin, uh, Mary Mueller. Um, we call her Mary Beth growing up. She grew up with me, and we're very close. And uh, she never wanted to find out anything about her biological parents. Her adopted parents, or her parents are absolutely wonderful. My aunt and uncle, Aunt Margie and Uncle Jim. So she never pursued anything. Well, last Christmas, um, I bought an Ancestry.com uh, present for her mm-hmm. because we had all, she had always kind of said, you know, we were on, trying to figure out what nationality she was. And that was kind of, you know, a joke all the time or whatever. So that's the only reason I bought this kit. I did not know it would snowball into this wonderful adoption story, but I'll let her tell you that. All right. Well, let's go there right now. Uh, it's uh, Mary's cousin. Also named Mary. Good morning, Mary Mary. (laughs) Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. So this wonderful story that it evolved into is what? Well, it was was kind of funny. Mary, uh, you know, over the years, I I did. I was adopted, and, you know, I knew what my name was, but I didn't know. I mean, I knew I was Irish, English, French, Dutch, German, and Italian, and, you know, kind of little bitty things. But I didn't know my background. I didn't know, you know, I had kids, and so I thought, you know, what would happen to me if, you know, for my kids later on, you know, if they were going to inherit, you know, illnesses or whatever I along get the it way. completely, yeah. And so all of a sudden Mary sends me this box, and I had always wanted to get it. And, of course, I open it up, and she says, don't be mad at me. I said, what am I going to be mad at you for? Uh, those are the best presents, aren't they? <laughs> the don't be mad exactly, at me presents. Exactly. <laughs> And so I open up the box and I started almost crying because I'm like, oh, my God, I always wanted to do this. And so I waited and I did it. It took me about a month to, you know, to come sure. to myself. Sure. And so I finally did it. And I mean, within as soon as the response came back, I got a, a name that pops up on the Ancestry. And he see, says, I'm your cousin. See, that's the crazy thing about this now, this new generation of these DNA kits. When I found my uh, birth family, I literally hired a private investigator. Mm-hmm. And it was to find medical information. It wasn't to rock anybody's life. And I've been blessed because I have this family. My, my Both my parents were gone. And I'm like you. 
Mary, uh, you know, my parents were the folks that raised me. I grew up, I, I wasn't going, oh, what a terrible situation I'm in. I just felt exactly. like my kids uh, were, my kids deserved to know what was in the bloodline and all of that. And uh, just got the double blessing. So you end up meeting your cousin. Who else have you met? Well, I um, actually, uh, about a, two months ago, I was at, a, at my cousin's wedding. And um, all of a sudden, I find out I have a brother and a sister. Wow. And she pops up on my screen, and she says, I'm your sister. Wow. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. I mean, she and I had gone back and forth. I knew she took the test. But, I mean, you know how you're kind of leery at first because you don't know if it's really going to be, you know, the truth or whatever? Oh, my gosh, everything. I mean, then I find out I have another cousin. Wow, what a cool story. um, I mean, it's kind of cool, and and I, you know, I have not seen them. I've talked to the the one cousin um, who lives in um, Chicago. His name is Greg, and um, we just actually we had conversation on the phone about a week or two ago, which was really kind of neat. And um, but the funny thing is, I find out stuff. I'm not Irish, English, French, Dutch, German, and Italian. What are you? <laughs> Irish, Irish, and English. Mm-hmm. And I might have a little Belgian in me, and I always wanted that because my cousins are all Belgian. <laughs> Yay! And so it's like... It's not like a it setup a for a joke. I got a little run. Belgian in me. Uh, <laughs> what is that Belgian doing in me? Right. Yeah. And can he be removed? Uh, most of us are European mutts to some degree, but I, I share exactly. your enthusiasm for it because it has opened a lot of folks up to a world they didn't know existed. And I suppose all you had to do is spit into a test tube and mail it off. Is that what happened? That's all it was. I mean, literally, I, I, I thought, okay, great. And my husband, even to this day, thinks, wow, really? And I thought, well, if people crop up on there and it says 100%, that's your brother and sister and that's your cousin, um, I don't know. I mean, and they took the test, too. They took the test after I took the test. Yeah, and it matched. And it, I mean, it's it's. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Now, Mary, what will you be doing for this holiday season? Maybe finding distant relatives who might have committed crimes and using DNA evidence to bring them in? <laughs> Actually, um, I'm going home to Williamsburg to my adopted parents, my mom, Marge, and Jim, Bruja. Oh, they're still alive. They're that's amazing. great. They're the amazing, most amazing people in that's the world. That's great. God and bless them. have been wonderful people my whole life all three actually you know what's funny my brother jimmy my brother michael and i all three were adopted my father is adopted and my father took the ancestry test too wow now that's pretty cool that's pretty cool to and get what's that generation really even cooler was he took it and he said oh i found out exactly what i already knew i'm irish ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you irish types <laughs> Uh, Mary Vandeveld, thanks for opening up to that story because we wouldn't have known it without you. And that's pretty cool. And, and I'm not surprised, Mary Vandeveld, that you uh, wondered if you did the right thing, but clearly you did. Further evidence that Mary Vandeveld's a wonderful human being. She's awesome. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. But we, we're very close. We love each other. We have the same name. She's MB. I'm Eminem. So <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Hey, and Eminem, congratulations <laughs> on that little Belgian. You guys have fun. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay, thanks, Steve. All right, Bye, Steve. Enjoy your day Bye. off. There you go. That's Mary Vandeveld, Mary Muller, and uh, a whole bunch of folks. That's a nice story. It's it fun. is, but I, I have no desire to do that. None. That's that's unfortunate because we uh, needed to know this. We got you to spit into a test tube. Let's bring out a few <laughs> of your relatives that you didn't know you had. Do you know most of your family history, though? 
Yeah, I, I think it's more. History. I think it's for people that really. No, just, I, I get that. Look, yeah. look, the adoption thing. I 100 percent get it. Yeah. Or if there's some lack of clarity, um, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want surprises in that vein. You know, don't you feel like Bridget's got some secrets? She's right on the edge of finding out about. Well, it's like when you're having a baby, and they're like, they asked, "Do you want to know if, if you're having the baby, or do you want to be surprised?" I was like, "There's a human coming out of my body." I'm, that's a lot of surprises. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to minimize surprises. <laughs> Let's minimize surprises. So yes, I want to know what kind of baby is going to be coming out of my body. But I'm like, you know, I I know, I know my story now. I'm, I'm Irish. I like it. I. I all that good stuff. I don't know if now I want to find out that I have a little Belgian in me. Well, we'll find you know? out. You never know. It could be a nice Belgian. <laughs> 728 News Next. We'll get to Hamp on the Bears in just a second. Of course, sponsored by our friends. <clears throat> Pardon me. I get very emotional when Hamp's on. Uh, ChevyDriveChicago.com. I got a whole thing about Thanksgiving history I want to get to at some point. Uh, but before I pick up the phone with Hamp, I think one food is more polarizing than any other on Thanksgiving. It's the green bean casserole. I just had this conversation with with my son who's like yeah i don't really like that i was like what i don't like it how have i failed is it because you're questioning whether you put the crinkly the crispy onions on top or not i'm questioning why people eat it oh, oh my god <laughs> uh, campbell's estimates that 30 percent of their cream of mushroom soup is bought yes. specifically for the green bean casserole. i read that that was hilarious i thought it was awesome in 1955 and this name seems appropriate the green bean casserole was invented by a home economist working in Campbell's Soup Company. That home economist's name was Dorcas Riley. Okay. So the green <laughs> bean casserole. That seventh grade. <laughs> green bean casserole is 64 years old. There's no reason we can't still get rid of it. There's almost nothing that cream of mushroom soup doesn't make better. So I'm just going to throw that out. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's in a lot of casseroles. Go it's to. like I don't even know you. <laughs> Dan Hampton joins us. Ham, you're not a green bean casserole guy, are you? No, yeah. I you are. It. And uh, I, I was telling my bride the other day, once a year, it's like Thanksgiving, you know, you get special, <laughs> you know, uh, choices of food. I said, make sure we get, we've got a couple of gallons of green bean casserole. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I love that name. Hey, that could be uh, a name for a quarterback. Dorcas? Uh, you know, somewhere here in town. Dorcas Trubisky. I like that. Uh, I don't know if you heard Dave mention a second ago that Fred Cox passed, the Vikings kicker, played when you were around in, uh, in the game as well, in your early days especially. 80 years old, he invented the Nerf football. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, he invented it, and we we play with it. So there you go. I remember once at the old building, Dave, we had a Nerf football. We were tossing it around, and I didn't know Hamp was in the building, and I caught it, and he had an NFL flashback and drove me right through the yeah, drywall. he did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, uh, so the Bears and the Giants. We'll break this down in detail coming up in a second. But the top reason to watch this game is? You've got a couple of quarterbacks that, hey, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen. That's fair. That's fair. That's a fair yeah, statement. That's fair. That's an absolutely in-depth fair statement. And Isn't hold the line nice on that. nice to not know what's going to happen? Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. G and uh, Bridget, if you want to jump in at the end here with your insightful, uh, deep football questions, feel free. Or Thanksgiving questions. But in the meantime, Hamp, you got the Giants coming to town against the Bears. The Giants are awful. New York City is thinking about getting out of the NFL with the Giants and Jets combo platter. Um, but, of course, all eyes will be on uh, our quarterback. Um, I'm of the mind. And there's well, there's you know, two. Got a rookie. His name's Daniel Jones, and he uh, leads the NFL with some uh, 17 turnovers through 10 games. So I mean, it's 
it's it's not like we are immune to you know uh, having the only bad quarterback in town. Other folks get it too. So, but this kid, you know, obviously he's on a trajectory. He's he's had a a couple of games where he looks like uh, you know the, the goods, and so. It'll be like I said. Both these quarterbacks—they're a box of chocolates, as, as Forrest Gump used to say. You have no idea what you're going to get. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw the comments. Uh, Chase Daniel, after practice yesterday, said that he saw Mitch Trubisky throw the ball better yesterday than he has at any Thursday practice. And and you know, I know a lot of people have been saying, "Well, why don't they play Chase Daniel instead of Trubisky here?" But I mean, there's a reason that... Well, but but there's a thing, Dave, you know this, you're a golfer, and Hamp, you, you're a golfer, you're nuts for it like I am. There's driving range pros everywhere. Yeah. You know, guys that hit it like crazy on the range and can't score. Maybe that's what we got here, Hamp. You know, it's funny you bring that up. But, he, but before I get to that, guys, this only... And after the game this past Sunday, and see, this is where this is kind of... Uh, uh, evolved into to the uh, uh, you know theater of the absurd. You know they they come out with this nonsensical hip injury excuse. Uh, they made it up. Then they get talked, and they've got to you know cover it up. And there's nothing wrong with this hip. There was never anything wrong with this hip. Part of the reason why Trubisky has not progressed is they coddle him too much. And you know what? A lot of times you get what you deserve in life. Well, you haven't demanded a whole lot out of this kid. You didn't make him play in the preseason. You don't make him, you know, uh, do an awful lot of uh, training and uh, extra uh, uh, curricular uh, film study and all. And, and then you know, then you you're perplexed when he can't play. So you know, uh, you know, how can he throw the ball better than he's ever thrown it? coming off a, uh, a hip region uh, hip pointer. So, you know, let's put that away. But I, I'll never forget one day one of our golf buddies couldn't show up. And, what, and I'm like, we got to get a fourth because, you know, you got to have four in a, you know, it, to have a good game. Mm-hmm. And I saw this guy, and I said, look at that guy over there. Look at his practice swing. It's great. And my buddy Ray turns to me and goes, Everybody's got a good practice. Right, 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 <laughs> right. right. you get over the ball? Right. Then you get, you know, then you know, you look like Jim Fury or something. I'm just saying, you know, what happens on Wednesday? Yeah, you hope it, it translates into you know confidence on Sunday. But how 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 much of that can he actually bring? Uh, you know, I, all I heard, you know, was how great and accurate he was and Ed Obradovich. You know, went through all the uh, the breakdowns of Ryan Pace's uh, scouting report on him. That he's got great footwork and great accuracy, and none of this stuff have we seen on any basis. Consistent, uh, you know. Of course, being the last part of the basis, but sooner or later, you know, they're going to have to start, you know, turning the heat up on this kid and just say, "Hey, it's time you make it happen." And I, I, I was the first one in the post game last week to say this game was not this loss was not because of Mitchell Trubisky's throwing problems. A lot of what happened was horrible play calling and you know drops by the receivers, offensive line uh, inefficiencies, all these different things. But it wasn't Mitch. But sooner or later, you know, it, it reverts back to the quarterback. If you have a game where you're not getting a lot of production, the quarterback's got to be your savior, the guy that bails you out. 
he wasn't able to. Do you realize the Bears have dropped more passes than any other team except one in the NFL? They're not supposed to yeah. lead in that. Are they confused? That's a statistical right. category that's, you don't want to lead yeah. in. Yeah, it's like being, well, you don't want to be over par. Super Joe, get in here. Dan, Khalil Mack was completely shut out last week against the Rams. Is it? Do you think it's more on 52 or the, the rest of the front seven not helping out and doing their job? And that's a combination of all of the above. Here's the other thing, you know, and I, I got doubled a lot. And here's what happens when you ram it into one guy, and you get in the corner of your eye, you see the other one coming, and he takes a kill shot at you. Then you get mad, so you're starting to look at the second guy before the first guy, and then you kind of get out of out of sorts, and you and you forget that job one is to beat the guy. In front of you first. You've got to be, or you have no chance. So he's got to kind of figure this out, got to go through it. Akeem Hicks is, is a big part of what we're seeing. You know, Akeem Hicks forced a lot of doubles, which kept that to a minimum on the outside for Khalil Mack. But i got to tell you, hey, even today, I've got two knee replacements. I could hit, I could make an assist somehow, some way. I don't know what, what he was doing. But sooner or later, you know, if he wants to be the leader, somehow, some way, he's got to figure out a way to stay lower, play more violent, play harder, turn the corners. You know, and, and a lot of times it was tight ends blocking him. So, you know, he's out of sorts. And, you know, I, I'll just say this. I knew that we would miss Vic Fangio uh, going into the season. I didn't realize we'd miss him this much. Wow. Uh, we got to get some predictions in here. One last question, Dave. One, one quick question. There's one guy on this Giants offense who I think is a little bit. It's a little bit scary, especially when you look at the way teams have run the ball, especially early in games against the Bears. That's Saquon Barkley. I know he he hasn't had the the kind of year he had last year, and he missed three games with injury. But they're coming off a bye week. Supposedly he's healthy now. How concerned should the Bears be about him? You know, they should. Remember what happened a year ago. We go to the Meadowlands and we start Chase Daniel. He throws two interceptions and Chiquan Barkley ran all, all over us and right. put on a highlight film. And, and that can happen, you know, any day. So, uh, yeah, you know, this giant team, obviously they're struggling, but they're looking for answers just like us. And a win's a win to them, just like it is for us. So we we shan't, you know, uh, underestimate them. Yeah, we know we got a, you know, a game, you know, four days later in, in Detroit, but you can't even think about that. You got to go out and think about finding a way to win. I personally, I personally think we're going to see a pretty good team effort. And this is going to be a game that not only should we win, but we will almost easily. Uh, prediction, Super Joe. Uh, I'm going with another low-scoring game. Giants are coming off a bye, but I don't think they have enough to beat the Bears. I think the Bears win 14-10. to 10. Bridget, what's your prediction of the Bears game? Don't act like you don't have one. You know what? I, I, uh, I'm I not going to give anything away because I don't want to throw off the odds. In oh, Vegas. plus, yeah. You know? yeah I don't want to. You know, it's, it's like swing. I can't. You don't want to like, move the money. Like, I get it. I get it. You don't like want to move Wall the money. Street where I can't make, totally. you know, I can't make comments totally. with a certain period of time. I get it. I get it. You know, you, know, you understand. G? Hamp sounds like he's positive about this. So I'm going to say 32-12 Bears win. 32-12. Interesting number, Dave. Pretty close to, to mine. 31-10. to 
I think we're going to see a sloppy. Were you copying off G? Is that what you were <laughs> yes. doing? I think we're going to see. No, a... it's not copying. He gets it's... all his sports intel from me. No clearly, Hamp, it's going to be sloppy. It's going to be unprofessional. It's going to be what we've seen all year. But the Bears will win sixteen ten. Nah, I'll just tell you this: the heat is on. Not only the quarterback, but now the coach and the, the general manager. I think somehow the, the, the team responds in a big fashion. 30-10, Bears win. Wow. Then we'll find out what happens in Detroit. We'll talk to you Monday. Thank you, Ham. Go oh, Ham said 32. 30-10. to 10. I know, but that's awesome. I said 31-12. I said 30 to 12. And you thought you were having a rough week. Look at this. <laughs> uh, sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Democrats have wrapped up their Intelligence Committee side of the impeachment inquiry. We'll see where it goes from here. The question is, is this all about an effort to move forward and take on, quote, what people really care about, like outlawing green bean casserole from sea to shining sea. Please. Dave, let's shut it down. I'm in. This might be the only food thing you and I agree on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, news coming up now. Bridget, you hanging out for a little bit with us? I have more things to talk to you about. Tell us. All right, good. Dean Richards is uh, standing by. Are you back? Hola, senor. You're back at Channel 9. I am. Because well, why would I want to be in Cabo where it's 80 degrees when I can be here and it's chilly and we're outside uh, doing our annual uh, uh, drive-through food drive you know, oh, f- for homeless nice. people, uh, uh, you know, which is fantastic. Uh, that, that's really why I came back. I could have stayed an extra day. So they wouldn't pay for the extra night in the hotel? I, well, that may be part of it also. <laughs> but I wanted to come back for the food drive. Well, it's a nice thing, and Channel 9 does it every year, so good for you guys. You know what I like, you know, because we actually, uh, you know, people drive up. 2501 West Bradley Place will be outside till 10. Uh, we actually unload your cars for you. You stay in your nice warm car and, you know, pop the trunk or and open the locks on the car, and we actually go in your car. And, and if you take a set of golf clubs, nobody notices. I, I, I've got so it's many ice scrapers. Anybody needs an ice scraper? I got about 15 of them. <laughs> yeah. And golf clubs for the homeless is really something that never caught on. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I don't know how much time we have here. Should we jump right into the movies? Yeah, if you want to, we've got uh, you know the kind of the the pre Thanksgiving weekend movies that are opening, the sequel. To- well, Bridget Gaynor's here, and, and your daughter was too old for Frozen the first one, I guess, right? Or was she on the cusp of that? Oh my God, we saw more Frozen. I listened to more Frozen soundtrack. Go, are you kidding me? I mean, it's like so you were one of those moms who wanted to murder um, Adele Menzel. Elsa. Elsa. I-, I thought it was look. I thought it was a great show, and I thought I loved the music. I thought it was fantastic. All right, so Frozen two. So what I'm do we know? I wish the music was uh, as good as the first movie. I don't think it's quite as impactful. That may be a good thing that there's not. Uh, you know, a song that's the signature song that your kids are going to drive you nuts with uh, this year. But it, it's a nice story. Uh, Elsa hears a mysterious voice coming from this forbidden enchanted forest, which anyone can tell you, you don't go into the forbidden enchanted forest. That's rule number you one. You don't open the you closet in the cabin? Movie? Come on. Yeah, anyone knows these things. Don't go to the basement. Right. Not Elsa. Not Elsa. She goes into the woods. Convinced that she is going to find uh, whatever it is that has given her these uh, special ice-inducing powers, you know that that, that she has. So the, you know the story is kind of a, a search for that. It's it's a fine story. It's a nice story. Uh, it's funnier than I thought it was going to be. So I did like that. But I'll tell you what, you know, and I, I know you know maybe the kids uh, don't appreciate as much, but the uh, the look of this movie, the illustrations, the animation. 
are some of the best that I've ever seen. Really? So uh, it's just just so creative and so colorful and uh, fun. It's not quite the first movie, but it's still plenty of fun. I gave it a Dean's List B. Coming back with uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and 21 Bridges, which is the one with criminals. Is that a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Yes, it is. All right. For it's somebody. a whole new twist on Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Stand by for that. More with Dean from Channel 9, 813. Bridget Gaynor's here. That's G. That's Dave. I'll introduce the rest of the band later. That's G. That's Bridget Gaynor. This is Dean. Uh, all right. Hey, you know what's going to happen right after the Thanksgiving Day Parade that uh, uh, Dave was just talking about? What? The annual airing. Of Bozo Gar and Ray WGN TV classics. That's fantastic. Look back at the, some of the most popular children's TV shows in Chicago. What time would you estimate that will air so I don't miss it? It's Bozo Circus, it's Ray Rayner, it's Garfield Goose. <laughs> when did you do the show? Um, it's going to be five years old. Oh, it's like 12 or 13 Is it that years long? old. Yeah. Okay. Award-winning. Kills in the ratings every year. People, yeah, of course it does. People love it. Uh, right after the parade at 11 o'clock on uh, Thanksgiving. 11 o'clock on Thanksgiving. What's and it called Mark, again? Bozo Gar and Ray, WGN-TV Classics. And much like, remember, Dave, the old VH1 behind the music thing? Mm-hmm. My yeah. favorite part about Bozo Gar and Ray is when the music changes and Dean goes, when we come back, Bozo, yeah. the alcoholic years. Remember that, <laughs> Dean? <laughs> remember? Remember? that. Um, all right, now our friend Bridget. We do, we do have some good footage we've never put on the air of uh, oh, cigarettes, you know. cigarettes falling out of one of the, <laughs> one of the clowns' costumes. Um, our friend Bridget Gaynor here has a problem, and I encourage her to talk about it so she could air it. Yes, she's not the only one that feels this way. We know the truth; she knows the truth. But you are, and you don't feel good about saying this, but you're creeped out by who? Oh, kind of by Mr. Rogers. <laughs> There are people. Look, I'm with you. I am not the only one who thinks this, and I'm just going to say. What creeps you out about him exactly? I don't know. The soft talking, the slow movements, the cardigan sweater, the changing of the shoes. So I, everything then. Like a lot of it. A lot of it. And I've encouraged her to watch the documentary because I think that is it what. explains a lot. Nope. Changes it over. But you're not the only one. I hear this from people all the time. But this new movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, that opens today, isn't Is really... it enough to melt Bridget's frozen heart? It might, because it's not... It's the, the primary characters in this movie is not Mr. Rogers. It's about this grisly uh, magazine writer, very cynical guy, who uh, is assigned to go interview Mr. Rogers. He reluctantly goes and does it. And his life is changed by the gentleness and generosity and kindness. Yeah. So it's like a bromance. That Mr. Rogers uh, represents. Mm. Yes. Well, it completely changes this guy's life. And it's, you know, a beautiful, it's a true story, number one, but it's a beautiful story. Tom Hanks uh, does an amazing job. He's going to get his sixth Oscar nomination for this. uh, No question about it. Uh, but it's just a lovely. Um, it 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 hits all the touchstones. If you are a Mister Rogers fan, it hits all the touchstones. It's extremely nostalgic, but it's just a beautiful story about being kind to people, being generous, being understanding. Blah uh, blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's the holidays. Do we need to start talking about this already? Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, you I know think what? I agree. There's, I'm kidding. There's I'm too kidding. damn much kindness in this world already. <laughs> it's, we're overwhelmed Have you with been kindness. Watching these impeachment hearings, nothing but kindness. Right. I'm sick of it. To each other, giving I'm people the benefit of, of the doubt. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm come with on, you. people. All right, what what are you giving to Mr. Rogers? Yeah, Dean's list day. 
It's as high as it gets. Kids. And I wrote the review when I was mad at Tom Hanks. By the way, yes, so. you did. But yeah. I gave him, I gave him my Mister Rogers kindness. I was Bridget, mad. Are at you him. creeped out by Tom Hanks? Me? No, God, no, oh, no, Bridget. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course not. Yeah, you were mad uh, at you him. Will be after you see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you were mad at him. Why, Dean? Oh, me? Oh, because uh, he. Uh, they said that he would talk to us on the red carpet at his premiere, and he he didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Turned right you know, around. he's married to a Greek, so he was probably like, right. I've had enough. I've had enough today. I'm, I got a for some there baklava. Right right I mean, it could have been like... Could have been a Rita. fight with Rita. Rita I, was, no, Rita was on the carpet with him, and they were laughing, and they talked well, to a couple of people, actors. and they turned around. But you know what? Compared to uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock, who I talked to yesterday, uh, you know, they, they pull up in their cars, we're you know, standing around outside waiting for them. Kevin gets out of the car, comes right to me, gives me a big old hug, uh, rocks, same thing. It's just, you know, like really sweet, nice guys that I don't want to get back in my time. I've decided that I need to I need to exercise the things that Mr. Rogers taught us. Be kind and understanding. Tom Hanks must have had his reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Neighbor. I'm glad you're moving on. That's good. I am moving. I am. I'm trying. Anyway, Dean's on stay for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, Texter says, Dean, uh, the Mr. Rogers movie, any car chases or gunfights? It's all I'll watch. <laughs> there are not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What about the train that goes around the village? Could it go you, faster? You do, get the, you do get the trolley. Okay. You get, what if the trolley's out of control because okay. the brakes don't work? Yeah. There's uh, one particularly really sexy scene with Meow Meow Kitty in it. <laughs> okay, I just need to tell you that I'm getting texts from my mom, as I often do when I'm on the show. Uh-huh. She's like, by the way, the New York Times had a fabulous article that said Tom Hanks is very nice. FYI. Oh, I remember Now, that. you guys had your moment where you I remember when he was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole different time. You know what? You need to send a letter to the editor to the newspaper to say, like, FYI. Well, there were, yeah. there were plenty of, there were like 30 other journalists who came from all over the country. To talk, who were told Tom Hanks would talk to you, who did not talk to Tom Hanks. So there are plenty of people who feel the same way. But you're the only one that had the guts to tor- torpedo your own career. And I'm and- the only <laughs> one who has turned the other cheek, yes. Mr. Rogers style. All right, what's Twenty One Bridges? That wasn't Mr. Rogers, but anyway. it's a cop, uh, cop movie. It uh, stars Chadwick Boseman, who is uh, uh, the star of Black Panther. He's- There's Twenty One Bridges in New York. <clears throat> well, the, you know, the, oddly, this is set in New York City. What? What a, what a coincidence that is. Uh, he's a New York City cop. He's thrown into a hunt for uh, some cop killers. But then allegiances begin to get called into question. Who are really the bad guys uh, in this movie? Uh, Chadwick Boseman is a really good actor, and I'm glad we get to see him do something besides Marvel superhero uh, movies. Because I think he's a fantastic young actor. Uh, This uh, story, though, is a little bit uh, predictable. Definitely has some holes in the plot line. But it's okay. I gave it a Dean's List C+. Favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, definitely stuffing. Stuffing. Do you know the history of stuffing? I do not. I have the history of stuffing. You know, you people think there's no preparation involved in this show. Let me tell you something. Stuffing would have been a familiar concept to those early settlers. Their version likely quite different. We know the first Plymouth colonists didn't have access to white flour or butter, so traditional bread stuffing wouldn't have been possible. Yet, they may have used chestnuts, herbs, chunks of onion... To flavor the birds, and I'm Sounds sure good. some cooks probably threw a little gravel in there. <laughs> they, they, um, that was very popular. Yeah, maybe At just the early Chick Fil A's. Many of the sandwiches had gravel in them. Yeah, bonus giblets. 
But Dean, you got to weigh in on green bean casserole. Where do you stand? I, I, I do like a good green okay. bean casserole. There you go. And don't try to do it fancy on me. I want the uh, cr- Campbell's How cream of mushroom one? soup. Yes. Uh, no, because I've seen chefs on TV making their gravy from scratch, and uh, you know they're braising the beans first. You take the frozen green beans. Yes. You take the Campbell's cream of mushroom soup. You bake it up, and then you put the canned French fried onions on top of it. Exactly. Call it a day, and it's delicious. On um, really my favorite thing for Thanksgiving day after. You make a sandwich with some turkey, yes. some stuffing, some cranberry sauce, oh. and you could even put some of that green beans with the crunchy on it. It's like dirty talk with you two. It's that's it's a delicious. The best thing sandwich. about hosting Thanksgiving is that leftovers. is a delicious. Yep. So what happens right when there. people leave your house and they want to take leftovers? You tell them we're out. Yeah, sorry, we ate I was everything. Like, oh, you know what? Nora got those. Yeah, she <laughs> took them. She took <laughs> everything. Sorry, you should have ate a little less. <laughs> Does everyone use Nora at their house? Oh, Nora took those. How about that, Nora? What an eater. I, but I will say one thing, speaking of Nora, uh, so the parade is Thursday, but Friday, she is actually the master of ceremonies at putting the wreaths on the lions at the Art Institute. So oh, 10 nice. a.m. Friday, oh, we're looking nice. for something to kick it off. She's that's putting nice. the wreaths on the lions, and we'll be doing that. So if you want if you want more Gainer Girl, you can just show up that Friday. So Nora's going to be there. Nora is going to be at the wreaths on the lions. Are oh, you there, so Dean? Definitely give her some, uh, give her some grief for uh, taking for stealing all the, all the food. Yeah. Well, I will, but I was also going to say, if Dean is there, please talk to him on the red carpet because otherwise it will be so it will go badly. I, I do right. hold a grudge, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, you'll be with me next week, right? Yeah, excellent. Have a great weekend. All right, bud. All right, there you go. That's Dean Richards. We're coming back with uh, your news in just a moment at seven twenty WGN. Night. The Chicago Blackhawks, the Dallas Stars, the pregame at 6.30. I'm John Wideman. Troy Murray and I will have the puck drop for you at 7 o'clock. Hi, my name is Tamara Roberts. My husband and I are proud blood donors because we realize how important it is to give back to families like ours. When our daughter, Mariah, was three days old, she was diagnosed with sickle cell disease, a blood disorder that affects predominantly African Americans. This disease can cause terrible pain crises with time, lead to organ damage, and shorten lifespan. Our daughter has received blood transfusions to help ease her pain, but many other sickle cell patients will need blood transfusions weekly in order to live a normal life. It's because of blood donors like you and me, along with the innovative research being done at Versity Blood Research Institute, that Mariah has been given a chance to living a healthy, normal childhood. I challenge you today to donate blood or host a blood drive to help families like ours. To learn more and to make your appointment, visit Versity.org. That is V-E-R-S-I-T-I.org. Thanks for saving my life. A beacon of hope, a beacon of hope, a beacon of hope. Ah, tree time is uh, ready to make sure that you have the holiday. You know what I'm talking about? Dave, do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Okay. Because Jen is here to tell us more. Aren't you, well, Jen? being at tree time in there Lake Barrington really gets you in the holiday spirit. Every year they can't wait to create the magic in our own homes, and it all starts with a trip to tree time Christmas creations. Their showroom is incredible, with over 200 of the most realistic-looking Christmas trees you've ever seen. Finely crafted by top designers, and they last for years, all at factory direct prices. We're always anxious to see what the new innovations in lighting, plus the latest trends in ornaments and tree trimmings are, to add to our collection, so you can never have too many cool Christmas 
Christmas decorations. Come for a special appearance by WGN Radio and TV's Jane Monzuris, hosting a special Christmas design event with breakfast treats and gifts for all while supplies last this Saturday, November 23rd from 8 to 10 a.m. Make it a family outing. Tree Time has a man cave for dads and hot chocolate and cookies for the kids. So don't wait. Limited qualities, quantities sell out. Stop in now for the best selection. Tree Time on Pepper Road off Northwest Highway 14 in Lake Barrington or visit treetime.com. Only got about 30 seconds here, Bridget, but give me your quick theory on why the Democrats have uh, ended their push for more witnesses in the impeachment inquiry. Look, I think the last couple witnesses have been really credible, all totally different. Fiona Sondland Hill. and Fiona Hill. Fiona Hill, rock solid, totally serious person. Sondland was basically like a guy who was like, hey, guess where this guy's not going? Where Paul Manafort and Roger Stone <laughs> yeah, are. Exactly. So you know what? I'm going to sing like a canary. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that could be more believable. They were believable for different reasons. But wh- where do you go after that? And anything else, Giuliani would be a crazy performance. And, you know, I think the rest of those guys are going to parse and prevaricate. They've made their case. It goes to the Senate. They're going to do with it what they want. But, you know, at some point, you can't go on forever. You get, you've made your point. Well, the judiciary will get their crack, but that's not expected to last long. Then they'll kick it to the Senate, right. and the Senate should get it in January. Exactly. And, then, and he will be one of the presidents in history, regardless of what happens from here, who's been impeached. Or censured. One of those two things. That, that That's an option for the Senate as well. Censure is like sending a four-year-old to his room. I mean, it means nothing. Well, there's only been one other president in history, Andrew Johnson, who also goes down in the pantheon of greatness. So... So, there we go. We got that. We got that. Bridget, before you run off here and actually go to your real job, (laughs) uh, and gee, there is news this morning about the timeout rooms. The Illinois State Board of Education has said they are looking at them in totality and have taken emergency action to halt the use of those until they have a report back. Mm -hmm. These are the rooms that kind of blew up in a news story earlier this week, late last week, where kids who are deemed to be the original concept. Kids were deemed to be a danger to the teachers or other students. We were placed in these isolation rooms. Uh, the State Board of Ed now says the practice has been misused and overused. You know anything about this? I had not heard about this. I mean, look, the idea that you, if you're having a problem with a kid, that you can put them off somewhere else where it's not your problem anymore, uh, you know, of course you can see that going down the wrong there, way. I can see why you need to isolate the child if they're a problem. But if someone's there needs a, to be an adult in the room. If someone's a danger, they shouldn't be alone if they're a child. Bingo. So they have to be treated or they have to be punished or they have to be... I mean, what something has to happen. I didn't know this went on. I mean, I knew this went on in cases of behavior challenge kids mm-hmm. who were acting out, kids who suffer from autism, things like that, to put them in a you know, safe room of sorts. But I didn't know these were part of regular school rooms or schools. And I don't know if they're in every school, but... Uh. Yeah, I think they've now decided that uh, they're not going to ban the use of timeout rooms, but they would end isolation, and uh, a trained adult should be in the room um, with Right, the what we're just talking about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just put a lock a kid in a room. Um, and, and, you know, you can't... Unless, of course, you've given birth to them, and then you can... <laughs> I'll leave you with this. Uh, Elon Musk had a rough day yesterday. Or be you're a billionaire, maybe you don't have rough days. He introduced the first Tesla uh, electric truck mm. that looks like a geometric uh, triangle on wheels. It's very bizarre. It looks very from the future. One of the things it has is armored glass that is alleged to be strong enough to stop sledgehammers and bullets. Now, call me crazy. I don't get hit with a lot of sledgehammers or bullets while I'm driving. 
The problem was the side of the car held up the sledgehammers, but he had some helper on stage who threw a rock at the window, the bulletproof window, shattered live on stage. Hilarious. <laughs> but he didn't say rock. it's protected from rocks. It was, you know. You think bullets should, uh, yeah, well, you never know. Could be one of those. Did I say rocks? No, I did not say rocks. <laughs> I believe what he said is we can fix this in post. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So if you're planning on going out and getting the oddly shaped uh, truck, I might advise against it. But Dave, you know what it looked like? It looked like the different version. Remember the Ranchero? Oh, sure. Yeah. Did you ever see a Ranchero? Vintage. Ranchero is like a station wagon hollowed out in the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On wheels um, with like, you know, the Brady Bunch paneling on the side. But wasn't that? I thought that was like a El Camino. <laughs> you thought it was what? An El Camino. Isn't that what they call the... Uh, it's a hybrid car truck. Yeah, another Ranchero. The Ranchero, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the Ranchero. Or the it Volkswagen. sounds like a Dorito chip. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. This also sort of looks like the Volkswagen Thing, if you remember the Volkswagen Thing. Volkswagen Thing, limited edition uh, Volkswagen from the 70s. I can't remember what that looked like. There's I remember like spare it's... parts that they slapped together to make a car, and they sold a bunch of them. So... Mm. Anyway, uh, happy Thanksgiving. You too. I am thankful for you. I am thankful for you and, and to be here. It's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Good and uh, hugs to your family. I will. Thank okay. you very much. Um, and uh, say goodbye to G. Bye, G. <laughs> Bye, Dave. Bye, Bye Bridget. Bridget. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That sounded Thank kind you. of foreboding, didn't it? I know. It really did. What's happening to me? <laughs> Is am I going mob, into the isolation room? It's not a room? mob hit on you. I don't know. I hope it all goes well for you, G. So, wow. Right now, welcome in, in studio from a, a fine location right there in East Ontario, the Hotel EMC2. Many of you drive by it all the time. You go, that's kind of cool. i got to go in there at some point. Well, when you go in there soon, there'll be robots to greet you. Of sorts. Let's find out more from uh, Stephanie Rowe, Director of Sales. And Mark, is it Sugar, Mark? Sugar. Sugar. Pull that microphone right in front of you, Mark, if you don't mind. Mark Sugar is the general manager. How are you, sir? Fantastic. I heard that you have robots at the hotel now. Stuff, is that true? That is very true. All right. What do the robots do? Do they do they do turn down service? What are they doing in auto? Well, these cute little robots are room service attendants. They're named Leo and Cleo. And they actually can bring any type of special amenity that you might have forgotten on your travels, like a toothbrush, toothpaste, but they also have the opportunity to be able to service room service. So we can do milk and cookies, we can do some, what we call our bot shots, which are some serves for and have some adult beverages. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun that people are able to experience. Alright, so what happens, Mark, when they come to the room? I order milk and cookies. What happens? Sure. Well, they come exclusively on their own. They know exactly where they're going. How do they know what floor I'm on, Mark? Oh, well, it's, it's, <laughs> it goes, it's programmed right to them. They oh, I got it. Exactly okay. Where, I got it. Okay. where they're going, where you're at. Right. I want my cookies. Maybe, maybe spooky there. They know exactly <laughs> yeah. where you're at. So they come to the door. They come to the door, and the doorbell rings through the television in your room. Wow. And then, how do you know that they're here? So do they know how to get in and out of the elevators? And they... Really? They do, yes. And what if a person walking in the hallway tries to distract them by asking them questions? So, yeah, like G would go, hey, are those my cookies? <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they know how to stay on task and they... They actually do know how to stay on task and they're able to be able to sense when there's people around as really? well. Yes. Um, you know, if they have people that are too close, they definitely will stop. And they will try to be able to re-navigate because I have stepped into the way of a robot before or getting in and out of an elevator and there's not a cookie. Well, when you go to a hotel, how many times have you gone to a hotel and you checked in, you had to run out right away, you come back, you have no idea where your room is? 
Uh right? And you don't have the number on a key card or whatever. How do these robots know what room they're going to? I mean, I know it's programmed, but are there sensors in the doors that match where the, the, something that well, would the tell Well, the interesting part, too, is when the hotel first opened, these robots were actually mapped to each one of the guest rooms. Mm. So they were stationed, well, I guess before we opened, they were actually stationed in the basement, and we didn't realize how popular they were going to be. And so then we relocated them to the front office, the front lobby area, because they wanted to be meet and greeted. And so they were mapped from the front office, the front lobby to each one of our 195 guest rooms forward and back so that way they could have them be programmed pretty without cool. a problem. What's it's the speed? How, how long is it going to take? 100 miles an hour. For my cookies to get to me. Really? Only about four minutes? Four or five They're minutes? They're faster than Steve! Steve Mosey's! I do Mosey. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually auditioned for a robot. They said, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not quick enough. Uh, but that's the whole point, Mark, of the hotel. Science, right? Absolutely. Well, art and science, and really the our individuals, everybody's curiosity um, and exploration about what what we're all about. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's going to lead the way with robots in hotels, it better be you guys. Absolutely. We hope so. All right. So these two are doing so well. What happens now? Do you have to expand more bots? No, I think they really. You're good for now. Yeah, it's a it's it's a great question, and we really feel that they it's the right number for our hotel. About half of our guests get something delivered from the robot out of necessity or out of out of interest. Do, do I have to tip the robot once they deliver my item? You don't actually have to tip the robots. However, they do get tipped quite frequently. <laughs> um, we even had a couple of um, our younger guests, you know, right around the ages between 5 and 10, and they have written letters as well as drawn pictures for Leo and Cleo. I then put them into Leo and Cleo. Yeah, what if you want a picture, a selfie? Does a robot leave immediately after? How does a robot know when to leave? Oh, great question. The last thing you want is this social awkwardness where the robot won't leave your room. Yeah. Great question. The robot actually asks you if everything's all right and if, and if it and no, if, so it's voice if, cues. If can leave. Uh, no, it's the touch screen. Oh, a touch screen. And a prompt. Yeah, and you actually get to rate the robots, Leo and Cleo, from a star category. So Phone coming the on, they talking get, to you, you know, Four stars. And then they do a little dance and a little shimmy <laughs> to say thank you and then turn right back around. Well, I can see these robots being very highly desirable. As you know, hotels have a problem when people want to take the robes and the towels sometimes. Are you talking about extra. stealing C-3PO? No, I'm just, I just they're popular. You kind of keep an eye on the robots, right? People People get intrigued. They're trained in jujitsu, right? You couldn't possibly try to remove them. They're pretty heavy. Yeah. I don't think that could However, happen. we do have robot plushes that that people can take with them, See? purchase and take with them. Perfect. And that's you, something they can play with every day. Yeah, that's because they, you bring a, a great point though. The kids must love this. They definitely get a kick out of it. I mean, it's unbelievable that there. I've seen so many kids run up and want to be able to talk with them or take pictures with them. Um, so it's been a lot of fun since we've opened. There's always that weirdness, G, as you know, when you stay in a hotel, you order room mm-hmm. service, and mm-hmm. you always feel a little funny about taking your tray and then putting it out on the floor outside the room. It's everything your mother ever told you never to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so does do, do they come back to collect whatever they need to collect, or is that still the same old room service rules? Still still same service. So somebody um, comes still, by. Yes, Some of the people come by and pick yes. that stuff up. Yes. Um, how many runs do these robots make in a typical day? Oh, Dozens, dozens. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. As I said, half the guests in the hotel take the opportunity to get something delivered. And so at a 200-room hotel, 195-room hotel, uh, keeps them quite busy. Yeah, and it's not like they have to work an eight-hour day. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Available all the time. Um, where's this going, robots in the hotel industry? Where, where, where does it go from here? Well, we talk about that. It, it, it certainly doesn't replace human connection with mm-hmm. people, and people ask that all the time. What else can robots do? We, we want it to be a, a great amenity, a great feature, fits in with, with who we are. Uh, we don't see it going, you know, you're not going to get checked in by a robot. You're not going to get your room cleaned by a robot. You're not going to get your, ser- your uh, food served by a robot. Uh, because hotels are a hospitality and people connect, business yeah you need a human to human interaction but there are some things that robots can do where you don't necessarily need a person standing there to do it i think there is some truth to that you know there are guests this is very much a part of the guest experience this is one of a kind that most of these hotels don't have um but as far as you know being able to be efficient you know we've even had our um housekeeping attendants, you know, if they need potentially more towels to be able to service a room or possibly more soap, they can ask Leo and Cleo just to be able to bring some of those amenities back up to the floor that they're servicing just to be able to be more efficient so that way we can provide better service. So they're programmed for a number of different services by way of the touchscreen. Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's That's a pretty good employee. Can you imagine if you had an employee who could do all those things? Well, we have a pretty great staff. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Um, All right. So if we want to meet Leo and Cleo, uh, how do you book a room at at, uh, EMC2? Well, that's easy. All you need to be able to do is go to hotelemc2.com. You can make all reservations there, and it'll connect you right to the Marriott website um, because we are also a part of the autograph collection. Yeah, Mark, it's a cool concept. Are there others popping up around the country? Hotel EMC2? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. No, this is a one-of-a-kind. That's what I thought, one but I didn't know if you guys were expanding it or not. Uh, we have new ideas in motion, but but not a, not as a Hotel EMC2. Well, as a, a lifetime hotel guy, you must be loving it. This is a cool gig. Oh, best place we could be. Yeah, and again, right there on Ontario. Nice to see two of you, uh, the both of you. Which one, again, is the names, again? Because uh, these are the real robots. <laughs> <laughs> they come in here, they pretend they're human beings, but these are the robots. It's nice to meet both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks Likewise. for coming over. It's Leo and Cleo, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I think Mark's Leo. <laughs> yeah. So the robots idea, I mean, it's coming everywhere, obviously. Mm-hmm. Where else could robots work in a sports world, Dave? Could we well, replace you at some point with a robot? How about, uh, no, well. What I, about Ted? Uh, the, no, but uh, the obvious one is umpires. Oh, right? that's right. Umpires, maybe referees, maybe officials. Uh, umpires makes total sense. I mean, isn't that already happening I mean, with how many replays we have to watch? I mean, it's not a robot, but it's no, but a little the, bit. Of the, can you see an umpire standing, the robot umpire standing behind the catcher? I think, uh, I think uh, you know, it's coming in some form to officiating in sports. I'm surprised they haven't tried that in the minors already, where they do all the experimenting. But well, I like the different styles that umpires use when they're. You can well, program, well, you can that. program that. <laughs> oh, nice! You can have that. Nice. The two old guys are trying to convince you of and robots. How about, and how about caddies? Caddies for robots. That'd robots for caddies. Yeah. Caddies for robots. Definitely. Robots for caddies. Because that's yeah. tiring carrying around someone's golf clubs. Yeah. I've never understood that. It is uh, nine ten. It's a pleasure to say hello to my friend Jake Johansson. It's a pleasure to be said hello to. We only do hello this. Back. You know, it's so yeah. we, we've been friends forever. We only see each other once a year. It's sort of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, well, we I, do I, see I, each I other. I would be ready to, to step it up to twice a year. You want to take it up to the next level? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want. <laughs> You're in town working where? 
At Zanies. Which at one? Well, I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at all the, well, not all the Zanies. There's some Zanies that I'm not even aware of. There's so 12, la- 13 of them. Yeah. yeah, last night I was on Well Street, and then yeah. tonight I'm going to be on Well Street. That's, they call that the downtown Zanies. It's the original room. Yeah, the original Every Zanies. great comic like you that's ever done anything in comedy, they've all played there. They've all been in there. That's there's right. a picture. My picture, right as you come in the front door, there's a picture of me. It's right next to the picture of Kevin Hart. There you go. Who I think yesterday was doing promotion for that m- movie that he just did. Well, right. But I was at Zany's. We're on right. movie tonight again. And then, Are you talking about the movies where he gets $25 million to be in those movies? I think. I'm not positive what he yeah. gets, but it's more. Now, just some people little... don't get confused. You're the taller white guy. Yes. Who okay. gets paid a fraction of what he gets paid and for And you those are movies. not in Jumanji. I'm, no, not as far as I know, but I could. One of those people could be my avatar. I well, saw the first one. I didn't saw Jumanji. As you said, I saw the first one. Okay. I haven't seen the okay. second one. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to be in Rosemont. And then I'm going to be in Rosemont. And okay. it's just going to be me, not my avatar. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, and not Kevin I'm Hart not sending my avatar. No, or Kevin Hart. No, is not going to be there. Like, as far the- as I know, he may show up. It's open to the public. Let's just say that. And I and I don't know where he is right now. You may be interested in this. Uh, people have asked Steve, and I say what? Uh, mm-hmm. They say, Steve, when are you going to write the book about you? And I have the title, and the title is "How I Scratched and Clawed My Way to the Middle and Stayed There." You know, I just think that's really where I'm at. And is, was it a tough climb to the middle? Yeah, it really was. How close to the middle were you born? Uh, oh no, no, bottom, dead bottom, you bottom were born floor, at the bottom, bottom floor. Uh-huh. And I got to the middle probably in the 90s, and I could have taken that rocket ride to the top. Uh-huh. And I said, eh. Next thing you know, it's 2019, and you and I are hanging out again. It's nice in the middle, I think. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's nice. Because here's you know, what happened. You can still get a table. It's not a great table, but you can still get a table. You can Saturday. see the really good table from your table. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You right, got a view right. of the good table. Right. A lot of people can't even get in. You get tickets to stuff. They're not free. They're discounted. Yeah, well, every once in a while you get a free one, and then you can so, trade that for cash. Right. So in the middle, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I have to say, you know, in life, it's all about happiness. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about money. You can't. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have all the money, though. All the money. Yeah. That would be a big responsibility. People, everybody, would be asking you for money. And look you at the mess Jeff money. Bezos. That is. would be a good problem to have. Yeah. Just a good Man. chunk of money. We're going to think about the money. Uh, right after this, we'll come back, and then Jake and I will continue to solve the world's problems. You want to get tickets to Jake? Listen, here's what you do. You go to zanies.com. Right. Zanies.com. They're all there. Click on tickets. Right. And what's You'll your be website? There before you know it, jakethis.com. You go to jakethis.com. I think there's the a Jake link stuff. to get to Zanies from my website, too, if you really want to go backwards. Or you can just go to Google, type in. <laughs> You want to add a third step. My, yeah, if you want to. Or if you want to go to AOL and then go to Google and then go to Jake This mm. and then go to Zanies. Don't you need a time machine to go to AOL? Actually, you can still get there directly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I it's guess still on the internet. Lately. Jake Johansson's here. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you. I didn't even understand your dystopian <laughs> interpretation of the world. <laughs> it wasn't my interpretation. It was an author who came in here and talked about that. So yeah. We're talking about a theory that's uh, cockamamie and sideways. Um, so Thanksgiving is coming up. And of yes, course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook a turkey. I was, first, I was going to say I was going to make a turkey, but I'm not going to make a turkey. Might be a lot. Yeah, I'm going to go to the store and buy one. Do you have a special cooking turkey recipe? You know, I just, old school, you put the oven on a certain temperature. And I didn't even, wait for it to heat up? I don't up? put the stuffing inside the t- turkey because things can go wrong. Gee was a little worried about food poisoning. A lot of poisoning. food safety issues around turkey. You really got to wash yeah. the turkey off. You got You should you, never wash the turkey off. They say that's the number one thing people do wrong. Isn't that chicken? 
I think that's turkey too. Oh, well, I think maybe. it's chicken. If okay, you never mind. Chicken, you can wash the turkey. I always wash the turkey. <laughs> wash the turkey. I wash the chicken. <laughs> it too. is the chicken. I feel like I. Yeah. Look, you just have to be careful where you get the chicken drippings when you wash it. But out I think of when you wash a turkey, and I, listen, I love. I just it. take it right in the shower. That's with the me. thing. Yeah. And that's the thing that <laughs> yeah. threw me off. That you're yeah. in the shower holding the raw turkey. Yeah, it's the only way to really get it clean. You remember the first time I saw that, it was kind of an awkward conversation. Yeah, I, I said, how about I wait outside? Well, you said, do you mind if I come over early? And I said, no, but I didn't know you were going to have that reaction. <laughs> that early? Yeah. That's too early. Man, was that early. This is too early. All right, so you cook. I cook, The yeah. whole meal? I'm, I'm the, the sides, everything? I'm, I make the turkey, I make the stuffing, and I make the cranberry sauce. And this year, and sometimes I'll make uh, spinach madeleine, but someone else is going to make that this year. It comes with a nice Ritz cracker crust on top and are these uh, traditional iowa recipes from your boyhood in iowa no well turkey and stuffing i mean that's from everybody's childhood i suppose i mean not everybody do you do both the cranberry sauce out of the can and then your own fancy cranberry sauce like give two options i buy the actual bag of cranberries and then you boil them till they kind of pop and go gooey and you put some sugar in there. Look at you. So like a it, cranberry relish. And it's, it solidifies up a little bit. Oh, yeah, look at you. Good. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. That's pretty good. Where'd you learn this cooking? Well, that recipe is on the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned that from the so bag. So you learned that from reading. Yeah, from, from reading. Yeah, from reading. <laughs> yeah. um, there's, there's also, I think, I think the turkey now comes with a pamphlet. <laughs> it does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, and here's a pro tip. Inside the turkey is a plastic bag full of the things that are, some of the things that are inside the turkey. Some uh-huh. of the stuff they throw away. Uh-huh. But there's, there's, a, a, there's a toy. A surprise in there. No. Well, no. it's a plastic bag. So oh. what I'm saying is you don't want to just not, you got to take that bag out. It's got to come out. And then if you want to eat the neck and the liver. And How do you get whatever. it out of there? Is it a little C4? Put a little C4 in there? And no, set you it don't off? need it. It's a pretty big opening, but there's a flap. It's like the bat cave. <laughs> there's a little bit of a flap. So when you go inside the turkey, you got to lift the flap. You're looking for a bag right. to get that out. But the thing I found in well, the You're going to find all this stuff. If you do a thorough washing of the turkey, you're going to find this In the stuff. shower. Yeah, in the shower. But here's the thing I found out in the past. The turkey is never completely thawed out. So when you go inside, the last thing to thaw out is your little plastic bag, friend. You got to get in there. You got to wrestle that boy. You got to get in there. You really got to crank back Sometimes it's in there a little bit of tight, a little tight. Yeah. yeah. So you don't need turkey tools to get it out of there. I've never had to do that. I've never had to do that. You never needed never, the turkey tools. No. I'm so no. freaked out right now. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever eaten turkey at Thanksgiving? Have yes, you, yes, you, yes. Yeah, well, see, this all happened before you got there. Someone else did this. Right. So right. who do you trust, yourself or some neighbor of yours? Do you do, you do the carving? Well, yeah, I suppose. Because to me, that's the reward. The reward is the carving. The turkey's done. So if you've done the cooking, you ought to be able to do the carving if you choose. Well, the way we do it, and I thank you for asking, and I've, uh, what, I mean, you can see why this show's at the top. And you can also see why we have such great rhythm because of the rehearsal we do to make sure all of yeah, these topics yeah. can be hit. The, the kirky, turkey carving the kirky? is the kirky. The turkey, I always name the turkey, and sometimes it's kirky. Kirky the turkey. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Yeah. Right. So when you carve the turkey, it's not as exciting as a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that first slice in. I don't know, it's honorary or ceremonial or right. whatever. But it's like cutting the ribbon at a new store. We usually kirky the turkey over by the stove and then put it on the platter and then bring it to sure. the table. So, sure. so the only witnesses really to the turkey carving. Are... I feel like you're going a little fast for people to write this down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. So you slice platter and then bring it over. Mm-hmm. I put apples and onions inside the turkey. 
just to give really? it some juicy flavor. But then we don't eat those apples and onions. They're just in there for juicy flavor. Do you use an electric uh, slicer? No. <laughs> you use an actual traditional knife. Now, the thing is, I feel like that was a legitimate question, but the way you laughed at it makes me think that you think this whole conversation is absurd. And that hurts. Two grown comedian men talking about turkeys, and yet you find it silly. I don't get it. I don't. Uh, Jake Johansson's here. Jake's going to be at Zanies, Dave. Write this down. He's going to be at Zanies on Wells tonight. Tonight? T- traditional Wells. Friday. Was that two shows? Two shows tonight, yeah. And there, we, I don't know if we're going to have time for a Q&A. <laughs> but that, you do like to break there, down with the audience. A, but there's a little meet and greet after it. So if you have any turkey questions, I can ask those. You can ask those. And then two in Rosemont tomorrow night. Yes. All right. And yes. tickets at zanies.com. Uh, how's your lovely family? Well, they're great. My wife is. She's started her own YouTube uh, channel. She does these environmental Why are you videos. Say well, this? because I don't know. Because everybody's starting their own YouTube channel. Oh, okay. I I I fell off the. I was on a thing where I was going to start making episodes of a YouTube show for sure. myself. I sure. I wanted to have my own show. Sure. And I thought, what's stopping me? I can just have my own show on YouTube. It's the world we live in. So you I can started, invent it. I made a couple of episodes, and then I just got tired. I was like, <laughs> oh. God, this having your own show all the well, you know, you got to get up every day for this you thing, do don't you? This. Here's the thing: you got to do it, and then you got to come back and do it again. And people come in here; they try and help you, but a right. lot of times, like how many times you had this turkey? Hey, are you talking about me? <laughs> no, no. As far as you know, we're not. Um, so, what is your wife's? Uh, how would we find it? People listening now would like to know where it is. How do we find? You're it? right. This is a good time for me to promote her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in Chicago doing my shows at Zanies. I've got my own YouTube channel, Jake, Jake Johansson, and you. <laughs> Can listen to my podcast, Jake. This, but let's talk about my wife, Belinda, yes. Belinda Weymouth. You can look at her on uh, YouTube. Oh, and she's beautiful. She is beautiful, yeah. and she does these uh, positive eco news uh, videos. So that's that's what she's. Well, doing. that's a nice thing. She's to changing do. the planet. All right. And how's your daughter? She's great. She doesn't have a YouTube show. She. How old is she now? Well, she's fifteen. How about that? So she's almost ready. <laughs> She, yeah, she's, she's on sixteen. This, is the age of YouTube channel. This, I I told her I was going to sign up for TikTok and make a. I made a video when she was there that, for TikTok. Uh, she freaked. How out. mortified was she? She freaked out so hard. My wife made me turn the app off. Right. And right. I haven't gone back in because she was going to run away. Yeah, she was going to run. Away. She, she does. She thinks just like you're too old. You can't be you're too old. Making you're creepy and you can't do a TikTok video. I can though. We all can. <laughs> you know, the old people took over Facebook. Why can't we take over TikTok? Did we take over? I had a friend the other day said to me, hey, do me a favor and friend me on Facebook. This is a guy I went to high school with. And I said, look, I'm not friends with anyone on Facebook. I only go on Facebook to promote my shows. If you want to be my friend or whatever on Twitter, we can connect on that. But I I don't really like Twitter either because it's super angry. It is angry. But did you say to the person, if you'd like to be my friend, maybe call me occasionally, send me a card? Yeah, well, I did point that out to him. It's like, you have my phone number. You know, you can text me. You left me a message on a place that I literally never check right. for messages. I right. don't even know. I clicked on something by accident, and I right. saw that he had left me a message. Why do you think there. Twitter's so angry? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's set up. There's all this stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about that that's fueling these social media apps, but mm-hmm. they don't show you all the things. You can click on things that you want them to show you, mm-hmm. and then Twitter doesn't show you all. None of them show you the right. thing that you say you... You could subscribe to me on Instagram, but you don't get to see all my Instagram posts right. because they decide that they want to show you something else. And it's never cats. It's never enough. There's not enough kittens. I feel like there needs to be a slider and go, hey, less impeachment, more kittens. That's where I'm at. See, I, my problem is with my ADD, 
squirrel. I go down that rabbit hole where what you're talking about is I'll go to something uh, and there's a link at the bottom for another article and then I go to something else and then that article leads me to a third thing. Twelve hours later, I got to pee. You're under arrest. Yeah, the you know FBI what I'm saying? shows up at your house and I have no yeah. idea what the original search was. No, I have that same. It's a rabbit hole. You go down the rabbit hole. So, all right, here's what we're gonna do. Whether you have time or not, okay. We're let's bring you back. Plan. We're going to bring right. you back after the bottom of the hour to promote the show again. Is it already the bottom of the hour? Yeah, we got to check. Oh on, my goodness, we got. Well, time goes by so when fast you're having in fun here. On the Steve yeah. Cochran show, uh, we got to check on your wife's YouTube channel, get her a little more promotion, and then we'll Great. come back. Okay, terrific. I'm going to see if that Ferris wheel moves. It doesn't look like it's even turned on. Jake is <laughs> Jake is looking at the painting of Navy Pier that we have. My friend Jake Johansson's here. Uh, you'll never see anybody funnier on stage. I promise you that. You need to go see him this weekend tonight on Wells. At Zanies and this weekend at Zanies and Rosemont, zanies.com for either. And uh, I think I've got actual phone numbers you can call here. Wouldn't that be crazy? Whoops, hold on. Let me get that on for you. Say again. Who calls people on the phone? Yeah. You know, it's more than just a texting machine. You, I know, but you can go on the internet. You can go on the internet on your phone and then click on things and buy tickets with your credit card that's already saved in your phone. You, you don't have to. You know, I'm a grandfather now. Yeah, None of this you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Call up, call up Zanies on the phone. Do you have the phone number? Yeah, I'm, I've got a new cell phone plan I just picked up. It's called Twenty Two Skidoo. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh huh. And what? My phone service it's is twenty two dollars. <laughs> is it twenty two dollars? <laughs> Rosemont, all you can eat. Rosemont tickets at 847-813-0484 on Wells 312-337-4027. And I know you didn't have time to write either one of those down. So why don't you do it, Jackson? Go to Zanies.com. Yeah, you can rewind it. You right, can't now, rewind this. Chicago's a great town for you. It's my kind of town. But it's always been a great town for you. Yes, I've loved it here. So, But you get, you get great crowds here. People love you here. I, t- I recorded a, uh, a special here for HBO in 1989. Right. That you can watch if you have if you have HBO the the internet you, you can watch it on the internet it's still on there you can I have see a the phone number me. for that I call you can HBO. watch it on your phone all of this is available on your phone everything you can <laughs> everything you can do you I don't even know why you go out why so get in the car when you come I mean you and I have had dinner out here but when you come to town what's the place you look forward to going eating you got a place. Um, there was a place that I used to like. To, they closed some of the places that I used to like to go. That's one of the sad things about getting older. But I went to Lou Malnati. Oh, Lou Malnati's. Yeah, it's it's yeah. That's because you don't some. you don't have good pizza in Northern California. Oh, God, everybody is so. There's not bad pizza. This is. I mean, wake oh, you're up, saying everyone. any pizza is good pizza? It's all good pizza. It's like mm. orgasms. Like they're all pretty good. So the, the second party argument stronger than the first. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's how you do it. That's how arguments right. work. Right. So the the pizza that you love is the lose. The deep dish well, or the I, thin? It's just close to where I'm staying, so that's no. It's I great went. pizza. And I'm it's not great. Lying. It's great it's pizza. Great. Yeah, I went for the deep dish. You like the deep dish? I'm trying to help Lou and my wife out a little bit if I can. <laughs> right. Right. See, because what I like is the thin. Do you? Yeah, I like the thin pizza. That flies in the face of everything everyone knows about <laughs> Chicago. The idea that you would live here and eat the thin crust pizza, it's absurd. You're saying when I have access to the thick, deep dish, you full-bodied now, man pizza, this is the, why would I eat the little foofy girl you pizza? You can't get the deep dish pizza other place. This is the thing. Chicago has invented their own kind of pizza so yeah, that they true. can say it's better than the other pizza because no other place makes that kind of pizza. Yeah, it's true. literally like a pie. It's a thick, saucy, cheesy pizza. Pie. Right, and the challenge is eat two slices and walk yourself to the car. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot. I had I got the small, which they said serves two people, and I ate the whole thing because it's four slices. It's not really that big, but they're tiny slices. It's like well, tiny to who? <laughs>
<laughs> so you love the Lou Malnati's? Yeah. Oh, I did. I Are do you still clubbing in town? You go out dancing after a show? After the show. Well, a lot of times I just... I've got a portable disco ball that I hang up in the, in the room. If you get it in the bathroom where the mirror is, it can really get great. And you right. can wear whatever you want. I got a whole right. spandex unitard that I put on. When <laughs> right. I, get in the, I get in the hotel bathroom. So it's good times. I cover myself with conditioner. It's really good for my skin, too. Right. And right, uh, right, right, I just right, dance right. until I'm exhausted. Sometimes I'll fall asleep on the bathroom floor. All right. And why wouldn't you after a night like that? Yeah. <clears throat> Who's working with you in uh, Zanies? Anybody we know? Um, oh, gosh. <clears throat> now you really got me. Well, Bert's son. Steven, oh, he's very Steven funny. Stephen Haas is there. Stephen Haas is very, very funny. funny. And, except I don't think he's there tonight. They rotate the crew in there. Well, if you get a chance to see Stephen Haas at his house or something, go over there. And then this, uh, yeah, uh, this young guy. Well, I say he's young. He's 31. He says young to us. That's young. Yeah. Uh, he, Nate. Uh, God, he's from here. I can't remember his last name. Nate, the guy from Chicago. Nate, the guy from Chicago. And his act is really uh, unique. I mean, okay. I think he confessed to three crimes in his show. Is that right? Night. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Too. Minor crimes. They're not. They're not major crimes. But he he cracked me up. He nice. cracked me up. And, and I have to say, you know. Truth be told, the audience, the audience, I think, found him a little bit confusing, which was right. even more entertaining. To sure, me. even more entertaining. Well, to that's me. great. All right. Yeah, so, so, he, so tonight on so Wells, Resmont tomorrow. Night. When we come back. You're going to give us your annual holiday shopping tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't go shopping. That's not one of the tips. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll give you. Ask. I, I'm better at Q and A, but I, I can say I'm not a big shop. Who needs to shop now? You can go. It's all on your phone. You can shop on your phone. You gotta leave your house, man. I'm doing that on my phone I'm now. I'm concerned about you now. You're not leaving they your house for any reason. to my house. I'm trying to work out a thing, a deal where I get just brought right to people's houses. Well, what if the shows. crowd is just brought to your Maybe house? Maybe that's what I want to do, is house shows. <laughs> I'll come to your house and I'll do a show. You get about 150 of your friends and I just show come up on. at your house. You're like a comedy Tupperware party. I don't see how it could possibly go wrong. No. Do you? No way. It's fine. It's yeah. 944. Quick weather. We come back and we'll do, uh, do more with Jake. Stand by. Dave, do you know about the two giant bobbleheads uh, of uh, Gail Sayers and Butkus? Butkus, yeah. At the Thompson Center? Yeah, they've been they've been doing this. I think before. I think they've been doing it before home games. Uh, there was a, a giant uh, Sid Luckman and a Walter Payton. But yeah. So uh, those attending the game Sunday uh, can get smaller versions. Bobbleheads going to be handed out the first twenty thousand, but gigantic bobbleheads of Gale Sayers and Buckus still at the Thompson Center in the Loop. And again, I feel like you know Jake was talking about opportunities and how do you maximize things. Mm-hmm. With my the size of my head, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm missing an opportunity. You got to have merch. You got to have merch and a, a bobblehead of you full of candy. Oh my it's on god! Right now, yeah, that's that's Christmas and Halloween. Wrapped into one. What do you call it, like a Steve Yada instead of a Pin Yada? Let the kids smack me in the head. I'm with you, Steve Yada. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, talking with Jake Johansson, what do you do for Christmas? Do you go home? This Is the year, family still in Iowa? No. No. I don't like to say where my family is. <laughs> my family. <laughs> are they in, are they mean, in a witness protection well, my program? Family, my family lives in my house with me. That That's where I'm at with family I'm right now. I'm going more of the second family. generation. You're talking stuff. about going up the ladder yeah, into, yeah. The, into the tree. Yeah. Grandparent now. Is your <clears throat> yeah, my daughter's grandparents, they live in North Carolina, and they've just moved into uh, assisted living. So you can't. You can go visit them, and you can spend the day there, but you can't spend the night. No, but you can gum a lot of food there. I mean, it's easily digestible. You know well, I mean? the, the place where they are is 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 a, is a little bit nicer. Like the food, the food that they have is like a restaurant almost. Oh, okay. It's like you're on a, a it's kind of a terrible cruise where it's all old people. But uh, <laughs> well, like you and I, uh, G's they're from a little North, older than us. But G's from North Carolina. Maybe yeah. she knows them. 
<laughs> do you know my parents, the Johansons? I think I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is a no, cousin, she's, right? We're not. We're not. We're, Scarlett and I are not related, which I really like to make clear to everyone. Because if any, <laughs> if, God forbid, anything was ever to happen to my wife, I could marry Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> and neither one of us would have to change our names. It'd be super easy. That I mean, would they're be spelled, handy. They're spelled differently, but I think that's. I think that's fine. You wouldn't have to change any of the monograms. On Sometimes your people spell my name the way her name. Is. This, this is what's hampering me a little bit with the with the Scarlett Johansson. But you uh, think it's I, holding you back? Hard to say. <laughs> in in the world of blaming other people for my problems, I'd I'd love to be starting to blame Scarlett Johansson for my so problems. So we talked about your Thanksgiving with your friends. What do you do for Christmas? Christmas, we're going to go. This usually I make Christmas at home, and and we have uh, New Orleans food because I love New Orleans. That's one of my things that I do every year. Is go. It's to my that. mom's favorite city. Really? She lived there for a while. She loves New Orleans. Oh, it's so great. So this year, my wife's good friend, who is also our daughter's one of our daughters' godmothers. Had moved to New Orleans two years ago, and she's she's lonely. And we're going to go down and visit her. We're going to throw her a bone by going to New Orleans <laughs> it's for really Christmas. Really nice of you to go yeah, visit it her. It is. It is. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, I think we can agree. Nothing says a traditional Christmas like New Orleans. Oh, you ride a gator right down the chimney. <laughs> That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, what do you want for Christmas? What do I want for Christmas? Yeah, like if you're going to do a list for Santa right now, what do you want? Oh my God, I'm. A, I feel like this is the thing my wife has always wants to buy presents. I go look. I, I I bought I bought all the things. I mean, it's not that I'm a rich guy, but I you're doing okay. I mean, you need I'm a lung. Okay. Obviously, you need yeah, a lung. Yeah, I need a lung. Yeah, I've got a little extra phlegm if anybody wants that for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly, <laughs> if I want something, I get it. You know, because what do I want? It's a book or some kind of music. I, I'm on that music. But thing see, this you... is this is why women say we're impossible to buy for because we never have any. Oh, ideas. impossible to buy for. That's my wife. She's like, at least could you just get something and then put it in a box? I go, well, why don't you get it and then I'll be surprised when you open it. So, <laughs> go look what I got you. Yeah, and then it'll be something I like. You like because it hurts. I said it hurts my feelings. She goes, it's well, it's the thought that you went out and did something. And I go, yeah, but it's not a good feeling for me. You should... I go out. Look, you go out by demand. I've I've been married for 17 years Mm -hmm. and been with my wife for you know a little longer than that i feel like i know her pretty well she's she is my best friend now sure so i go out and i buy something that i think that she's gonna like based on that and she immediately wants to exchange it so i feel terrible like this is the person i've known for 18 years i can't even buy some small little jewelry get it right yeah I kept bringing her back a Fleur de Lis necklace. I brought her back a Fleur de Lis ne- necklace from New, New Orleans. Orleans one time. She goes, first of all, you love New Orleans. I'm not. I don't love New Orleans." <laughs> and then she goes, second of all, it's silver. I only wear gold jewelry." And third of all, you gave me one of these last year. Oh, yeah, that you hurt. should get that's an amateur gifts mistake. related yeah. to the environment because that's one of her causes. So you should say, "I've planted uh, subsidized planting of." 300 trees in the Amazon rainforest. That stuff might work with your friends who can't call BS on it, but right. you can't give yourself, give your, you can't give someone a, pre- say I gave you a present by giving someone else some money. That's not, well, the problem, feel, cause cl- the problem is she knows Jake, so if he suddenly gets her uh, a calf from Africa uh, uh, that has decided not to be a calf anymore for the better good of the world, then she would call BS on you, right? You, you Who are you kidding? You wouldn't get me this, right? Is that what you're saying? She I'm not say, sure I understand the calling BS, but I just feel like you got me a present by not getting me a present. Just why? Why? Why even bother to buy? Is it possible your wife's impossible? Just buy her. I, a we, new, I think we're both impossible, and that's why we're in love. Just buy but, her a new car, like you know the cars with the big bows on them around the holidays. 
like really fancy well we only car. have one car first of all and oh. second of all i don't i think you've got a misconception of how successful well, you financially <laughs> you know yeah that's not a that's not you know what you table. need to do you need to go full mr rogers do you know about the mr rogers 143 thing no what do you do mr rogers was nuts about his weight he wanted to weigh 143 pounds all the time and he weighed himself every day and was he, he a wrestler in his drink i don't know the answer to that but i do know this the one, the four, and the three equate with the letters for I love you. One letter, four letters, three letters. Uh-huh. I love you. You could weigh 143 pounds as a present for your wife. I think Mr. Rogers was misunderstood in his time, but this makes him seem a little like a weirdo against me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the big movie opens this weekend with yeah. Tom Hanks. Well, I'd rather watch the documentary about Mr. Rogers. Which is great. Not the, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tom Hanks, okay, let's help him out. But uh, I, I don't need to watch Tom. I've already watched him pretend to be Walt Disney. So you're done with Tom Hanks? I A little bit. I'm sort <clears throat> wow. of like, come on, Tom. Has he, you, has he been a little bit of a show business hog? I'd like it if he won World War II again for me. That or, would be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be or good. Or he went to, ran across country, that uh, Forrest Gump, or, or let's put him on a desert island with a... With a, with a pl- plane crash and a volleyball. Yeah, volleyball. That yeah. was I enjoyed that one. What great wisdom can you leave us with in our final 60 seconds? <laughs> A little nugget, a little thought, a little something to take home for the holidays. Well, I, were you guys talking about robots earlier? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm a little worried about robots. You are. And so I feel like if you're worried about robots, like I'm worried about robots, we need to start building a time machine. And I know that this is a bad scenario and there's a lot of ways it can go wrong, but uh, we got to start taking things seriously. You want to go backwards to when? To, to when the robots started. To, yeah, but I thought I'm misunderstanding you. That I thought the robots were the scary thing. So you wanted to go back to a simpler time where robots were a fantasy as opposed to a reality. No, you got. You're get, talking about going back to like six weeks ago. If they bake a, t- it's hard to know who you got to go back in time to kill. If they invent a time machine, right? You could be going back in time to kill the guy who invents the robots, or you could just go back in time to kill the guy who invents the time machine. In which case, let's not invent a time machine. So I think what you got here is an idea that needs to be worked on. I bit. feel like I want to. What I, it's really jealousy. I think all of these problems can come down to jealousy. And sure. what I really want is to be an immortal time-traveling robot. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I think that's a completely reasonable you know, wish. There's nothing wrong with it's that. It's going to be possible. Right. And why it's can't your be... wife get that for you for Christmas? <laughs> why can't she? Yeah. It awesome. starts with an app. It all starts with an app. <laughs> Doesn't I need my own app. <laughs> Jake Johansson, tonight on Wells. Two shows tomorrow night in Rosemont. Two shows. Zanies.com. And Jake This... For anything you do, your podcast, your gear, thoughts about the world, and I, robot stuff. Yeah, I need a better merch on my... I need a... Look, there's a lot of things I need. I'm upgrading my website. I'm going to get a bobblehead. I'm going <laughs> right, to fill it up right. with thumb drives. Yeah. yeah right. It's going to be right. great. JakeThis.com? Yes. Buddy, I love you. You know that. It's great to see you. I love you, too. Happy Is this Thanksgiving. Is this it? Are we going to talk at all when this when we stop talking? I don't turn see it the happening. But, uh, I just going to go? People right now okay. think we're friends. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Texter says, bring this guy back anytime. Funny dude, that was Jake Johansson. And the most awkward thing I've heard all day, what did you just say? I just feel like I sat in on a date. <laughs> like Jake and I were. Jake and I just got off Tinder. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great call. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back hey, here Monday.